Let me tell you what's happening with this nation and what the prophecies state. It was God himself that founded this nation on the highest altars of sacrifice. What he is telling you is that he has not changed his mind. And we're about to have the greatest days this land has ever had since its very inception. COVID-19 originated in animals sold in a so-called wet market in China. All steps for man, giant boots for mankind. Welcome to the newest episode of The Conspiracy Conversation. I believe this is episode 27, and this is our first in-person deep dive. And I've got the first guest that I've ever had on any version of the Flyover Conservative podcast. I'm like truly a fan of. Um, you know, grew up in a Christian school, uh, Christian family, Christian church, Christian this, Christian that. And uh, the, the idea of Christianity in the Bible was kind of always around me. And and it, even more so than the environments I was in with church and school and family, like in private, I really actually fell in love with Bible stories, with the history of God, the realness of God. And I think I think that in th- those kind of private encounters, even though I'm talking like five, six, seven, eight, nine years old, drew me deeper into a connection with the person that I didn't necessarily always see reflected in the organizational structures. Um, uh, there was stories in the Bible I thought were far more compelling than people led on to. And, and uh, I was fascinated with the, with the realness of these were flesh and bone characters that did real things in historical places. And there was, there's things I'm sure you've wondered about, like in Genesis six and Nephilim and giants and the flood and pre-flood. And what, what did it, what it looked like in a world where people lived for, you know, 700 years, 800 years, 969 years old. What, what would, what would that space look like? And I'd have conversations with people like in a practical way, like what kind of stuff would you know if you've been around for 800 years? And the kind of conversations you've had with somebody who's been around a hundred years more than you, you're not even the oldest person, you know, around, what would that, what would that be like? How much knowledge could you accumulate? What kind of impact would that have on your, your decision-making process? You know, these kind of things were very interesting uh, to me throughout all that time. You talk about guys like, like a guy like Enoch and it says he walked with God and then was not. And I'm like, what was that like? Was he walking with God? Was it in spirit? Was it, what was it like to be not? You know, these are, these are like the Bible I thought was really interesting, full of really interesting characters and the fulfillment of everything that was said, uh, come, come to fruition in the life of, of Jesus Christ. And so these things were, were fascinating to me, but kind of, you know, you get busy working in business and it's kind of on the, on the back burner. And then, um, uh, after, uh, kind of being exited out of Mexico as missionaries by the drug cartel, uh, we had an interesting run in with there and escaped and we kind of found refuge uh, back in the States and had time on our hands uh, that wasn't scripted to do some deep dives. And I began searching and researching and looking and, and and finding people that helped some of these things kind of come to life even more, buying books, watching YouTube videos. And I, I, I came across a content creator that uh, was, was fascinating, was an incredible teacher that made these things come alive to me in unique ways. And, 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 uh, as a good teacher, forced me to think. Didn't say, "Hey, this is what you should think," and this is uh, uh, something I'm going to jam down your throat. It's like more like a, a nice invitation, the way you'd be invited into a good dinner, and then th- the food kind of sells it from there. You shouldn't have to put a arm bar for somebody to eat something that's delicious. It, if the food's good, a nice invitation will get you to that space. And that's what I found when I started diving in uh, to content created by uh, today's guest. He's author of over four books. Um, 
millions and millions and millions of of uh, views on online. Um, and he was even actually called out at the age of 16 uh, from a group of people uh, by the prophet uh, Kim Clement and uh, created a, an interesting overlap in a, in, a, in a fabric that's woven through through his life uh, ever since. And I am so humbled and excited at the same time to have with us today, Mr. Trey Smith. Thank you for having me on, David. It's really, it's really an honor to particularly to be with you on this show. And uh, with the flyover conservatives, thank you. Well, it, it, it's it's a blast. I, I'm looking forward to this kind of deep dive conversation. You know, we've rabbit trailed on on some things. Um, we've probably been together five or six times and talked dozens of of times uh, now over the last year or two, and um, even had a chance to kind of take a take a trip and look at some ancient artifacts together. So, which is kind of exploring and and looking at what's going on in the world. But I want to draw people's attention to, as we get started here, God in a, in a nutshell, got a series of books here. Then we'll kind of get into the stuff in a little bit, but, but you make learning fun and interesting and, and the stuff that people kind of skim over in the Bible, you've done the 10,000 hour deep dives on. And uh, this conversation may go a hundred different places, but I, I would just like to take your brain and grind it up into a pill and just take it. And uh, like download, like the Matrix, you know, they put the plug in the guy's head and they just download. I just love to get everything that's in that noggin of yours and and put it out here and and let the Flavor family be able to enjoy it. They're kind of core subjects, aren't they? When when you're talking about the Bible, they're the the ones actually that are attacked. Well, when you're talking about the book of Genesis, this is one of the most attacked books. And well, they're all attacked, but this this is pretty fundamental. Who who did God really create the yeah. heavens and the earth? That's in the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth, and in that story, you know what's stunning is there actually is evidence to present people on these things, and what's not been allowed even at the time some of the not very much even at the time that these some of these things were put together um, is a freedom for Christians or atheists or anyone really to do exploring, even if things turn out to be wrong or incorrect or a little bit this way or that, just to explore the concepts and ideas is even off limits. Yeah. And in, in the sciences and even in Christianity. And so a, a lot of the topics that were taboo, if you will, are the very ones that I enjoyed the very most, and <laughs> yes. kind of and, and kind of put the most focus on. Those are the ones I was and, drawn like a like a moth to a light, you know, you know, as a kid, and they're and they're so interesting. And I think the world is interested, and I think even the purpose of you know conspiracy conversations are, you know, things that that um, there's people that are interested in content that wouldn't have been three years ago. My, the, the 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 straw that broke the camel's back for me when it came to this is. Anything that they say you can't put on the table and talk about, for me, I'm like, why? Like, like you know, during COVID, why could we not talk about alternative health methods that doctors were using and saving lives? Can't talk about those. You can only talk about, you know, Fauci's protocol, uh, remdesivir, you know, uh, that that whole hospital protocol. Like, you you weren't allowed to talk about anything else. You know, you're anything that they say. Um, you can't put that on the table. You can only put this on the table. There's no alternative. I'm like, why? Why is that being being kept from us? When you have again, kind of come back to to COVID. Um, you know, when 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 Joe Rogan had Sonia Gupta on his show from CNN's our medical expert, and it's like Joe, you know, Joe brought up to him like, why did you guys 
make so much fun of me for taking ivermectin and it saved my life. You know, um, why would you have said this is only for horses? And you knew it wasn't just for horses. You knew this was invented for humans. A guy won a Nobel Prize for inventing this. Right. And it, it's like, why would you why would you keep your listeners from having this alternative thing and almost talk in disappointment that he lived? You know, I'm like, yeah. well, well, then then is science? Science doesn't feel very sciencey. If, yeah, if you it, can't put it next to something. And so I think that idea has woken up a lot of people like, what else, what else do they only say this about? And I can't talk. And, and that happens in the church. It happens in regular education, happens in school, happens in families. It happens, you know, in workplaces, it happens all over the place. And I think people now are like, let's go back and revisit that. What was that about? It, it might even be with everything, right? It's um, so the history of the world, you can't ask about, here's the narrative for that. The, um, the medical field, here's the, here's the narrative you're allowed to have for that. And pretty soon it begins looking like you're kind of in a box, but, yeah. but yes, the, um, um, so the, the, the book of Genesis is a book that really fascinated me. And, um, and it's a book that, um, there's an awful lot of evidence for it. it, it it's almost when, when you think about the, there's probably, um, in terms of events that happened, if we, if we were talking about Genesis and pre-flood and these kind of a things, when you think about the, the, the flood of Noah, there's probably no event on earth that actually has more evidence for it than that flood. The evidence for that flood is the entire surface of the earth. Yeah. We were, so actually yesterday on our way up here, we went by the Lawrence, Kansas Museum, okay, and it's actually, it's Dyke Hall. I'm not making that up. This is where the, you, you might've been in yeah. it before. It's at KU. And, um, and we went through and I saw their exhibits and I realized that nearly every single exhibit, and we recorded them, I, I, I looked at them and I said, these are all like one after the other things that I, I, I um, have put together presentations on over time and you look at it and you even look at their charts where they, they had one chart, for example, where you have a little animal that's like a dog or a wolf. And on one side, that animal is becoming a, uh, a dogish reptile looking thing. Yeah. And then up here, it's turned into a hippopotamus. <laughs> right. And I'm looking at these things with my wife and thinking, you know, years ago, these arguments seemed to me to be a real challenge to kind of, I've got to put together a good presentation to defeat it. But now you look at it and you say, my, my Lord, how has anyone believed? Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't present these to your three-year-old with a straight face if somebody hadn't beaten it into your head that it right. was just the way that it was. And um, it takes more imagination and kind of mental gymnastics to believe that. Well, I mean, if you're narrative. told, like, like with the ivermectin, if you're told um, by all of the doctors in lab coats that, you know, you would be stupid if you thought any other way, you, you don't, you simply don't question it. It's not a, a matter of, um, you know, you just haven't even looked at it. But if you, once you do begin to look at it, you're like, why have we been teaching this? And by the way, on the other end of the little animal, so one direction, of course, it ends up later as a hippopotamus, because that's what you get when you breed cats over time, you get hippos. Yes. And if you just do it for long enough, right? And then on the other end, you end up with whales. And um, and this comes from some ground creature and, we, and, and with the chart for it. Oh, here got, it is. I got a good good image of it right there. You know, it's like, like how, how does, 
They just they just extrapolate if you, over enough billions of years. This happens. Oh no no no! They had pretty solid proof there. So they had um, so so it turns out they had great. So this this image that's on the screen, on this one I think David they may have us on this one. So they have three skulls. And I didn't realize that. So they've got a, a skull for some kind of an animal and a skull for a sea creature. And when I looked at them, I thought, you know, I think you got it. I think what happened on this chart behind us is absolutely correct. We've got some kind of a, a land-dwelling thing that did this, and then finally it's swimming around. And and, and the re let, let me just give you a couple of reasons why that could never happen. One of them— Everything in your body is symbiotic. Okay, so your your entire system, like under the hood of your your car, okay, right? there's there might be certain parts you could do without out. Maybe you could take the headlights off, or you could have some arms missing. But there are parts that are functional, meaning your your heart, your circulatory system, yeah. your liver, your lungs, your brain, all of these parts, and they have to be there together at the start. They have to be functional, meaning that they can't really come to be in a piecemeal fashion. Now, in the ancient world, what you really do have are a lot of enormous things that couldn't even exist at all today, which, which brings you also the direction of some of your ancient giant building structures that, that you and I have talked about mm -hmm. a lot, and, and, and they're, they're puzzling. Like, how did that get there? Yeah. And how would you possibly have this? You, you know, you and I both know. In fact, some of the artifacts you and I went and looked at some of them that we can't even discuss, and I find that interesting. The, um, it, we were invited to look at things that we can't even discuss. It's, it's amazing we yeah. would even get these type of invites. But you look at many of these stones and you say, how would you even move that with a tractor? Right. Right? It, it, the tractor arm is going to have trouble with it. You need a couple of them, John Deere's, you know, yeah. to, to lift something. And this is just one rock. Now we're going to stack them. And stack them high. Well, as as we begin, when you begin to take these books that have been laughed off by this alleged science community, I don't even know how you call a science community a science community if you can't go explore even the craziest of ideas. Mm -hmm. If you, that, that's what it's supposed to be, I thought this was about asking questions when we talk about science. But in that ancient world, what you're finding even in the exhibits there in Kansas City, is an armadillo in the ancient world is the size of a VW Bug Beetle car. <laughs> I mean, th these creatures are enormous. Right. And, and many of them are as tall as skyscrapers. I mean, that, I mean, the thing, it couldn't even live today, many of them. And many of the plants that you, that you have today, they're a little bitty. You have fossils of them that you could put your arms around, and they're plants. They're, they're just plans. But, yeah. um, the, 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 the world's a lot more interesting if you were to think for a moment. There's a great example. The world's a lot more interesting if you were to think that the Bible actually does have answers for these things. And when it's, when it's laughed off as fairy tale, and then they come up with fairy tale narratives to explain alternative versions. Right that are relatively new on the scene, you know, in comparison to a biblical narrative. And, and I think what a lot of people fall into is like, well, uh, the Bible is against my lifestyle. The Bible's against my choices. The Bible's restrictive of my freedom. The Bible's is like anti-fun. The Bible, the Bible can't be true because I prayed to God and my grandma still died. 
And so, right. like, so now I, I can't stand God for that reason. I don't know how you can, you can hate somebody you say doesn't exist, but a lot of people do. And there, there's, so there's, there's, there's a lot of frustration, you know, around that. Right. But everybody has, if you have a lot of passion, there's usually a story behind it. You know, you're usually not passionate about whether you like uh, the little candy corns they have at Halloween or something, you know, it's like, I don't care for them or I do, you know, it's like, you don't like start flipping tables. If somebody offers you one, you know, it's like somebody has got a big story if they're that passionate about it. But if you look at the, the, the Bible's narrative, and I think where a lot of people failed is maybe they grew up in a home where Christianity was sort of the, the alleged, you know, uh, uh, allegiance, but they didn't have answers for the questions that kids would naturally come up with. And if the school had a narrative, like, well, this, the parents maybe didn't have the counter narrative argument to to balance that out, and so it kind of became where the more the more you leaned into education and grade school and high school and then the universities, where the Bible sort of became like like a Santa Claus fairy tale, mythical, not to be taken literal type of book, and that's kind of where you've spent a lot of your space is you know ten thousand hours per topic of like. I'm going to go there. I'm going to look at, this is where they think Noah's Ark was. This is the work this guy did. And you, and you, you read the research and you go to the places and you look at the things in a very Indiana Jones like way and say, Hey, and you, and you will, you, and I think a lot of Christians, they don't want in front of their kids to poke holes at the Bible. Cause what if it doesn't hold up? Then their faith right. will crumble. And you're like, if it's true, I can poke at it and, and look and see if there's, is, is there a there there? behind these ancient stories. I think not only can you poke at it, but you should, po- it, it would be the greatest disservice, no matter what anyone believes, not to poke at it all that you can. And number one, you're, the, the Lord is gonna take you on your own journey when you begin poking at it. If that was, if there was one thing in, in any of the things that are put together, it's just sort of to lay in your hand how, how, um, how overabundant the baskets of of, of evidence uh, are for all sorts of weird things that have happened in our past, but more than that, they're interesting things. Yeah. If 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 the other realities were true, I, I'm really thankful that they're not in one sense because it would be very boring. And yeah. I, I mean, it kind of would be. It would be bland. Like, what are you? What are we actually doing here? What is the purpose of it? When you go the other direction with it, there's a certain fun in not knowing exactly how it was. I can't, so the title of this book is Pre-Flood, and I can't tell you what that world looked like, but it was far different than this one because you see, all you see from the ancient past, even what is claimed to be recent ancient past, are things that our modern science crowd looks at and marvels and says, how did they do that? They've got precision temples, precision buildings, yeah. things that you, you'd be baffled to say, we can't really do that today for whatever cause. Maybe we could, some of it, but it'd be very quite difficult. And, and, and the trouble with a lot of the, the building of any of those things is just the scope of the building materials. Yeah. The scope of it, the intricacy of it. Some of these have giant doorways that are you would look at and you say that's, that's too large for um, a common person to walk through. So who's walking through these doorways? Who's stacking these right. blocks? How were they st- stacked? Some of the, the the building materials were were acquired from maybe eight hundred or a thousand miles away. You know, so just the logistical transportation of, you know, how do you get there? And, and some of these things, if you're going to talk about Egypt specifically, but it's like. 
you know, they, they blurs these things off. They're all over. But they're all over. But they're like, oh, they had they had uh, they had three million Jewish slaves. Like three million people can't move this rock if you had all of them at the same time. <laughs> you know, all well, focused you on only, that rock. Yeah, you could only get a certain amount of hands under like, it, no matter put how. Put a log underneath it. Yeah, they rolled a 70-ton rock for 800 miles on top of logs. That's more impressive than to say there's an alternative version of probably a different type of, of, of beings were involved. We've also let go on a lot of fronts. I, I, I really do think that, um, no, you're correct in all of that, that the, uh, the, the ancient, and this is typically where people go directly to, to aliens in the, in the university. Cause it, what's funny to me about that is it's crazy to say that God's real, but immediately you start talking about things that they can't build today and uh, so, so God, that would be laughable, but aliens, that's not. Well, and, because also aliens aren't going to get involved in like trying to impose an idea on you that you probably should be faithful to your wife, you know, that you probably, you know, shouldn't steal, that you probably shouldn't lie. Like, like God gets in the way of a lot of things if somebody right. has an agenda and aliens are kind of, they're, uh, you know, uh, sort of ambiguous. Kind of let you do whatever you yeah, do they, as I will. They're out there, maybe watch them observing, but they can kind of. You know they don't they don't get involved you know at, at at what you what you do in private. So what's actually sort of interesting about about the alien thing, if you will, is that the the okay. So beginning in the book of Genesis, it's really telling you that you're in an environment teeming with life, and that that life goes beyond this place that we're in. So you're you you've got angels, you've got all sorts of things that you are. That God seems to, and, and we would kind of expect, looking at the world that we live in, and all of the varieties of things that we've got, that probably that place is far more vast and full of life than even this place is. And I, I've commonly phrased it as we're living in a subset of a much larger and far more complex reality, because that, that, that's really what the pages of, and that this place is the product of a larger place. It says it was with words that these worlds were formed. Um, so the, the book of Genesis to me, see, it's critical, at least it was critical for me to, to know whether that's true or not. Are we really created? Is there really a God? Uh, or are we in a chicken cage that, you know, someone's going to take us out in the end and eat us? Uh, or when yeah. we die, do we just not go anywhere? These are really critical questions because if that Bible is telling us the truth, if it's telling us the truth, then the only fundamental reason that we're here is to, um, it's almost like living in a test that we're, mm. we're choosing each day who we serve. And um, if, if that is the case in eternity, is a concept that we we can't even comprehend. It, um, if those pages are true, David, and I believe that they are, and they're demonstrably true, then um, the number one thing for any one of us is to know where we will go when we leave this place. Mm. And that that has, that, that, that deals with a relationship and not a set uh, perfections, like a friend inviting you to a party. And most of the characters that you're reading, the people, I don't want to call them characters in your Bible, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, these were all people that were 
people like you and I, and the Lord interacted in their life the way that a friend would, and even with Adam and Eve. So this is actually the purpose of the entire place. In fact, if you think about the book itself, it, it, it's sort of an absurd story in a way because you have this uh, six days of creation or seven days of, of creation. And let me get a drink of water. So it took God seven days to create the heavens and the earth or to create the earth and everything in it. Whether you view that as millions of years or billions of years right. or literal days. He spends just a few pages telling you about creating all of this. The entire rest of the book is trying to save us within that story. And, and that's and that's quite literally begins with Genesis. Let's start with the, the very beginning. And, and we're going to tie this in um, to modern day events. You know, we're going to talk about Israel. We're going to talk about, you know, this 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 story of what is God doing and, and to the best that we can wrestle with it of kind of who's who in the zoo and maybe what's to come over these next few months, maybe the next year. Um, but, it, um, you know, the, the history makes a difference. You know, when you if you're, if you're going to bet on a football game, you're going to know, like, well, who's playing and kind of what's their history? Do they win a lot or do they lose a lot? You know, who are they playing? Like, like in order to say, hey, what's going to happen on Sunday when these teams play, mm-hmm. it really helps a lot if you can kind of know what have they done up till now because that there's a pattern, you know, two things. How do they do against – this type of a point, like like the history, you want to accumulate that because it helps you make a better prediction in the future. And I think you've got some really good insights to what's to come, and that we're going to get into that. But I guess we're thinking of this in, in buckets. Let's take this first bucket. And I like to talk when I'm with when I'm with someone like a, a Robin Bullock. When I'm with somebody like uh, different authors that have that have written things, that have spent a lot of time. What do you think? Like people get kind of stuck mentally in like the flannel graph idea of like there's Adam and Eve and they're standing there and the fig leaf and, and, you know, this kind of cartoonish character, you know, uh, what did this like pre sin mm-hmm. Adam world look like? It says God walked with Adam in the cool of the day. And these happened so fast in the Bible, you know, it's like, so the creation end, God rests on Sunday, you know, and then like by Thursday, he made Eve, you know, was, was it there like a couple of weeks? They like a hundred years. They're like a thousand years. Like what, what would that environment look like and how fruitful it was? I know when Adam got kicked out of the garden, it's like, you're going to struggle making things grow. What means he had no struggle making things grow before that? Like what kind of environment could he not fathom something going in the ground and not producing something? Like everything went good for Adam there. He was debt free, no stress, no enemies. Like it was a sweet gig. There are a few different trains of, okay, so you've got two different questions there. So what what did it look like and how long was it before they sinned? Yeah. So one of the, okay, a lot of the rabbis actually believe that that first, that that, first, that, that fall happened. So the day God rested would be the seventh day. That's why the, that, so that that's your first Sabbath. So there are many rabbis that believe that the, the day that they fell was right before that next Sabbath. Okay. So that day that God said it was good, there, w- there would not be one more Sabbath where God could say it was good. That literally right before that, and by the way, that would be the first Friday the 13th. I mean, if they're correct on that. It's, it's ridiculous. Spe- 
And what what leads them to think that is that speculation? Well, is it's that pure actual... speculation. There's no there's no calculations for it. But it's um, um, God did not get to and so the the idea of the Sabbath, the idea of the Sabbath is a day for the for the Hebrews or for the uh, Israelites or for Adam and Eve. This was a day to commune with God. The, these are. So these feast dates are really appointment dates with God. So the, the the idea that we have about it is just to get together and have some food and to these things. But literally what he was wanting to do on these dates, the reason he created man was actually to have a relationship with man. So let's dive into that. Like what that relationship look like? So Adam was made as an adult. Mm-hmm. Adam wasn't five or ten. I don't know how old he was, but you know he was right. he was a full grown no man. No belly button. No belly button. Grown man. Probably had some hair in his chest. I don't know what he looked like. You know, but but he was he was already developed. So that means he didn't learn to talk from his parents. Adam has had he he was an iPhone with with a bunch of apps pre installed. Right. It already had a lot of contacts already entered into the thing. You know, had to have. But so so he he had a he had a predetermined starting point by God as well as Eve, that nobody else had. Uh, you know, my, my kids didn't, they weren't born talking. It seemed like it, but they weren't. You know, it was, a, it was pretty quick, but they, th- th- there's, this, there's this spot. So it was also enough of a relationship that when sin came, Adam felt shame and a way to hide from God. And God comes to Adam and says, he's, he's calling for Adam. Adam, where are you? Which is a rhetorical question because God knows everything. But he they had been in relationship. So for for me, like if God created His purpose in creating Adam to is to be in relationship, like how long was that relationship? You got to there had to be a little bit of time for them there, to to be in order. Did even time was it a thing there? Was there well, rising, setting the sun? Was the, did it move like that? Now was it was did they have a concept of days and weeks and and you know months? You think it might have been a week, but maybe what, what their relationship looked like. And it's interesting in the midst of that relationship. Another question I was kind of rapid fire you here. Even being debt-free, no stress, everything he did turned to gold, everything he planted grew. He's walking with God in the cool of the day in a perfect, sinless environment, but he was still lonely for a mate, which is yeah. an interesting thing. Like, Because some people are like, I don't need any other people. I just want to spend time with God. And like, well, you can't be closer to God than Adam was. Well, he saw that. Well, okay, so... All right, so there's a vast array of of of, yeah. of views. Here, on... an, answer that for me, real quick. <laughs> <That's an easy Well, Wesley and I got all in the Christmas spirit after decorating, and we decided to make a naughty and nice list. And Ooh. I have to say, Avery, you're doing quite well. Really? So we're trying to decide who all we're going to buy my pillow stuff for Christmas. You know, if you use promo code Flyover, you get up to 66% off when you go to mypillow.com. That's a great deal. Can't beat it. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Promo code Flyover. I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six-piece My Towels for only $29.98. Or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. 
Or how about my pillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know my pillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm going to extend my money back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to mypillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you get our six piece towels for only $29.98. Or get your very own MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Um, so so there are a lot of people that believe that there was a pre-Adamic world. And there's a lot of people. I want, let me take you to the, the one with the rabbis. Because conceptually, whether how long it was. So let's say it was millions of years. Or let's say it was the one week. Mm-hmm. The concept on it of what, of, uh, what, numer- what several rabbis, it's a concept that I, that I sort of enjoyed. That, so God has come back into the garden and he's wanting to commune with Adam. And this is the point where within the first week, they've done the one thing that they were asked not to do. And, and I have no idea how long that it took before the, the fall in the garden or if there was a pre-Adamic world. But what I know is this, is that um, that this was this was such a heartbreaking moment for so so what the rabbis are really presenting there is that there never came another Sabbath where God could commune with man and actually state it's good. So you're, you're sort of on your way back to that ever happening again. That this entire story is trying to. Mm fix that problem. So God is expressing, like, let's say you walked into a shopping mall okay, and you walk in and there's going to be a chart there that's got a map and probably a dot that says you are here. There's probably a lot of details that went in that shopping mall that are, they're going to give you just a short list of things. Like this mall is dedicated to so-and-so. It was built in six months, but there's probably a lot more that went into it than that. And, and so that's sort of what Genesis is. So God is, is telling you, yeah, I, I, I put this mall together, and I put Adam and Eve in this mall. Now, the story from there just kind of goes sideways the entire time. With these people, periodically, throughout the story, that God who created the whole thing, no matter what it, what it looks like, no matter whether it's a flat, no matter whether it was, it was a pre-Adamic world, any, any of these things, that what he clearly wanted through the entire story are these people that he was going to come and just walk with, including including Adam yeah. in, that, in that garden. And to think of the gravity of that, that you would come in for that next Sabbath after you've created this guy, you've, he's debt-free, he's all this, you even threw in a girl. And they've already broken the one thing you asked them not to do. And, and this is kind of a heavy thing conceptually because if you look at Enoch or, the, or Genesis 6, see, when the angels did this, there wasn't, uh, I'll come and fix it for you later. I'll go through this long process to, to bring this fallen angel back into my bosom, if you will. And if you think about it logically, you can't do that. I mean, you can't even do that with an employee if you if you let them. So you're talking like an angel kicked out of heaven, like like, like that actual dynamic that this, this war in heaven that right. that that a third of the angels left, and there was like this. 
you know, well, if you like, let like, one, like that, there wasn't a redemption process for them. Well, I mean, if you let one set get away with it, I mean, you can't. Um, there was no revolving door on that, right? Like, there was a, right. There was there was no there was no God sending Himself in the equation to die for the angels. They're a different kind of a thing completely, and that was and that that took place before Adam. Well, they they may also be so. If you're an angel and you're created and you're job is being in the presence of God. See, we're, we're in a situation where we, where we have choice and there's, a, there's a little bit of a, a, a distance from God. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you were an angel and you were there with God presently on a day-to-day basis and you made a decision to, you know, the, the presumption you're starting with is that this angel, whichever one that it is, and it, that, um, that they know who the Lord is that they would know not to cross the Lord. Whereas mankind is sort of on a different level of thing. And on, on faith, but you know, Adam, Adam is the only person that was, we're, we're born with sin grafted mm-hmm. into the DNA of us. Right. That's there. Um, Adam was in a perfect sinless environment you know, and I'm assuming it was probably a very direct connection, him walking with God. And I don't know what Adam looked like and how he functioned, but, you know, like I know C.S. C.S. Lewis said, said, I'm a spirit that has a body, mm. you know? And again, you mentioned earlier, I, like you can cut off my arms and my legs. I could gain a hundred pounds or lose a hundred pounds, but like, that's not me. You know, like if I had long fingernails or short fingernails, like I, I'm a spirit that lives in this car. I'm driving this car around on earth, you know, and this is where I live, but this is going to rot and decay, and, and and most every civilization and every every version of faith has some. They're trying to grapple with the idea that I know that I'm more than this physical meat suit that I live in, right? You know, and so. But Adam, Adam was created in this sinless environment, and I don't know if there's something about sin can't be directly in the presence of God, but I know that when God exposed Himself to Moses, Moses had to turn away, right? You know, so I don't know if it's like I can put a steak in the microwave on a plate and heat it up, but if I got a fork in there or some aluminum foil, it's going to go crazy. You know, I don't know if that's what sin maybe does. Like I can't come maybe directly into God's presence because there's a certain amount of, you know, even just broke fallenness, like the 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 materials this is made of. Maybe there's a certain amount of like just you know, metal in the microwave, you know, that just maybe in God's presence, everything is not perfect would fall away or whatever. I don't I'm speculating on all that, but like Adam was in this sin-free environment walking with God. That's about as close as you could get to an angel being in God's presence. He, he required the least amount of faith compared to us as far as sinning or not sinning or obeying God or not obeying God. You know, he, it didn't, it wouldn't have required the kind of faith for Adam that it does for us. Well, but God's clearly in the clearly in the Genesis account. God's not present for an, at least enough time to go and take from this tree. And he's it, naming the animals. He has jobs. He's told, he's told to work the garden, right? So even then, right. he wasn't sitting on a hammock, you know, doing stuff. Like he had stuff to do. Well, he was well, working, which is actually encouraging. He's becoming sort of a co-author because you you've got the Creator and, and and God is asking just like He asked Noah to participate. So Noah had to build the boat. Noah's mm-hmm. participating in the in the story. Yeah, and and I think this is what God wanted from the very beginning. And the you know the occultists all know about the they all, all occultists even kids playing with Ouija boards they sell Ouija boards now at Walmart. Really, but kids well, they did during Halloween. The, uh, I have uh, no idea what they're playing with. 
I think they do. I, th- I, I, um, I think we're about to enter hours where people, the spirit of God is, is as real as it was for Adam as it is today. And, and, and I will tell you that we, well, I guess we're st- sticking on the, um, on the pre-flood world topics, but I'll tell you that I, I believe that we have days ahead that are days that all those prophets could have only dreamed and that, wow. and that we're just, we're standing right there. And w- one thing my mother used to always say, she, she, in fact, she, she stood up at a little church during all this COVID stuff. And cause there were a lot of little churches and the pastors are, you know, telling you, we better get ready and kind of get our, our holes. We better retreat because we all know we're at the end and all of this. And she stood up at this little church and she said, so the devil just gets to win and God doesn't get anything. So that, that's what we do. We just pack up because wow, because he he gets to win, and because <laughs> he's like, really he's really man. bigger than God anyway, and so uh, he'll get his heyday then, and we should just sit back over here. And um, how's that received? And he got a little frustrated with her, and she said, she said, you know, the whole story of the Bible is because the Lord wants His harvest. Come on, and He created this whole place, but you're you're stating that the devil just gets his his heyday. And, um, and and God doesn't get anything out of it, and he's the one that created it. And just hunker down and retreat and hide behind your water heater because this is pretty much the devil's story, and we're surviving. Well, I mean, you were talking earlier, something that really struck me that it's true. You were stating with these shows that you do, that so many people put so much focus, and this has been dawning on me a lot, lady, on all the dark stuff, which we can, and it's cool to look at these things. There's a lot of weird stuff. You had Nephilim and giants and all sorts of evil stuff back then, and you still have it now. It, the same spirit of those things then is the same voice talking through that Ouija board and the same devil that was in that garden and all his little minions are the same things. That, one of the ways I phrased it uh, over time, you've got a lot of computers in your um, in, in here, right? So, and you'll put something on a on a screen, but if you just show code key, there's a whole world that makes that screen and all sure. those cuts happen. And the same thing is the case for our reality. And in fact, there, there are things in this place that go far beyond the Ouija board. And I I <coughs> I tell you, um I, I will tell you that the, these things are not only real, and they come in all sorts of different. There's all sorts of demonic things. I don't know what they all are. I mean, there, there's, you know, there, um, but they're ugly things, almost like animals that are that are scavenger animals. Kind of looks like a scavenger animal. You have a real, a very real enemy, and I have no idea what their pecking order is, but I, I think there is one. I think there's yeah. littler demons and bigger ones and probably things that can step right out of thin air. And I have no idea how any of that works, but you clearly see it in the text, in the text of your, um, of your Bible all the way through. And you clearly also see it in, um, you see it in your modern world today, but I, I may have gotten off on a rabbit trail there. No, it's good. Cause we're going to tie this into what's going on today because I, I, I think as fascinating as looking backwards into God's word uh, is because it kind of helps make sense of things because there are answers for today in it. People like to think in the moment they're in, I don't care if you lived in, you know, when, uh, you know, Attila the Hun was 
you know, rapaging and pillaging, or you live during the, the World War II, or you see Hitler come on the scene, or you live it right now. Um, if you were to look back and think, this is probably still not the craziest moment ever. You know, I mean, there's there's no world leader right now that is putting Christian's head on a stick and using them to light the cities. He's not. There's no Nero at this moment, or or they take Christians and throw them into a pen and they're torn apart by lions and there's the crowds celebrate like like there's been a lot of craziness. Yeah, you know, and and um, you know, through throughout time, and I think there's a there's a little bit of a of a debilitating of oh, this is the worst time ever. And I'm excused then from participation in taking ground in this time that it's a, it's a, it's a hide in a bunker time and not a take ground time. And so I think, I think I want to continue deep diving on some of these topics in the old Testament, but I think that's going to parlay us into we're in a victorious time and we're in a taking ground time in my opinion right now, in spite of the media push, I think these big problems we have today, if they were truly as big a problems as they say, we wouldn't have a pandemic that needed a billion dollar marketing campaign to convince us how bad it was. Right. You know, some of these big things that are like, whoa, this is terrible. You know, there's, you know, there's never been a, there's not, we're not at a point right now where it's going to be wiped out to eight people that go live on a boat. It's, it, it's, a, it's, a, in fact, the boat story is kind of a large claim, isn't it? The, uh, you know, you're correct on all that though. Yeah. And every, every civilization has it. So Adam leaves the garden and then, and then there's this period of time where he leaves and he's out there and he's like trying to make stuff grow. And he's, you know, he's aware of God and he's telling his kids about the God he knew. Yeah. But God's presence is, is not as nobody's walking with God in that space until Enoch is referenced as walking with God. And then he was not, but for the most part, these guys are trying to figure out how to I like strawberries. How do I get more of them? You know, they're growing them. They're, right. they're, 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 they're uh, breeding animals. You know, they got, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening and uh, uh, the population's exploding you know, around the world. And Adam's this voice there, but it kind of seemed, I don't know why everybody just didn't believe in God because you, for how long did Adam live? Like 700 years? And they, they all, they all had a chance to talk to him first time. And he's like, Hey, I was, I, was I, 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 th- I think that, I think they did know who the, they, they, they didn't know him. Like we are, uh, like we would like to know him. They were rebellious. They were rebellious people, but I think they knew exactly. Um, the God of Adam. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They came through the lineage of Adam. And in those hours, e- even when you're looking, so if, if you were over in, uh, say, Italy, and you're looking at, at busts of Caesars and things like this, what you're going to find is that there, there's no difference between how in, 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 in times past they would have portrayed Zeus and they would have portrayed someone that lived several hundred years before. They, they, they viewed it as identical as the same thing. Okay. They, they um, so we've we have part of the arguments against um, Genesis, against Exodus, against all of these these. There's a great uh, timeline, you know, there of, you know, it's interesting that these people, you know, like Enoch probably hung out with Adam a lot. You know, I mean, these guys all. Methuselah and and Enoch and Adam could have all had dinner together. Oh, you know, they're right. all yeah. they're all alive at the same time. You know, right. here on Earth, I don't know what the population gets to, but you know, it, it gets it gets pretty high. Not to derail on what you're talking about there, but it's like these things are all happening while there's firsthand accounts. They're not depending on ancient documents yeah, they're written. Together. They're, they're all around, and yeah. they're like, "Hey, you want to hear the deal? Let's go. 
Adam's doing a lecture or something, you know, let's go talk to this guy. So you see the lifespans. So actually there on that chart you had up, you see the lifespans before the flood, and then you see them kind of diminish after the flood. Yeah, and drastically. And yeah, these elements alone, I, I even meet Christians today. This particularly terrifies Christians. Many elements of that book of Genesis are, t- people would like to turn it into, now I don't know exactly how it looked at that time, but I can tell you that you've got great evidence that a lot of these weird things that we would look at and you'd say, well, that can't be true. A guy didn't live a thousand years or 200 years or 250 years, yet this text is telling, recording that mm-hmm. he did. And I've heard people go to great lengths. Biblical scholars go to great lengths to argue. Maybe they, maybe they just didn't know how long a thousand years was. They're keeping track in a different way. Because they they want to sort of fit it in a box. I I can tell you that many, many, many ancient skulls have the, have the, you can look at the skulls and examine them. And and we've been with you and held your skulls. Yes. You know, I think when you came to to the Nashville Reawaken event, uh, you had some skulls with you. And these are, these are established, you know, you, you seem to enjoy them so much. I'll send you one, but (laughs) they're, but, but it's establishable that you've, you've got traits on, Particularly in ancient Neanderthal school, these are these are people that lived enormous time frames. That's debatable how long, but you you can see the evidence of it. So they lived longer. So let's just, let's just speculate on this for a second. All right, if if because like every minute I'm dying, you know, like like you know what's the deal? Like you know, every month your skin replaces itself, or every certain every so often your every, right. your heart, your brain. I mean, they're all the cells are dying and being re- regenerated. You know, and so we're all kind of dying, but we're kind of being recreated at the same time. Like, you know, there's not a cell on my body that was like when I was in high school, you know, that's still on me now. Right. I've, I've totally, you know, um, so Adam's, Adam's cranking out centuries here. Right. So, right. So this is your opinion. What does he not look adverse, like? What does he look like? And then also like, if you were to take Adam in a time machine and move him into today, how mm-hmm. would he compete with modern athletes? Would okay, he be like so, Jim Thorpe? You know, would he be like dominant? You know, would he be like this man among boys? You know, was he was he bigger, taller, faster? If if he's that healthy, if if Adam broke his leg in a football game on Sunday, could he play it again the next Sunday? Yes. You know, yes. like what would this world let, look like? The oxygen level, the planet, everything was different in this pre-flood world. Let, let let me let me okay. So let me let me give just lay some things in your hands here with with, with things that you can kind of look at in some of the bones. So when you're dealing with Neanderthal juveniles, when you're dealing with Neanderthal juveniles, so you, the... Um, and can you define Neanderthal juvenile for me real quick? Well, it would... Okay, so let me put it like this. So a person... And break this down, because yeah, I know you're kind of a big deal, but there's a lot of rednecks in Missouri like me that are watching this, and they're going to be like, does that uh, mean like cavemen? What does that mean? A person the age of 30 might just be hitting, might, might look like they were 13 or 14. Okay. So you're so when you're talking about and this is dem, this is demonstrable. This is just you can tell from the teeth, like our our little bitty teeth. I've I've had a lot of dental work in my at my age. You look at those ancient teeth from those ancient people. You can look at that tooth and tell that that thing would last hundred. They're not like our teeth. Even the bones mm. are thicker, bigger, more well. I mean, these are heavy. So just like the animals and bones that you have from that time, 
These people are heavy-duty dump there's truck some, people. There's some bones there. I saw a guy on Joe Rogan talking about one time that uh, when you look at, at, at any ancient skulls, they all have straight teeth. It's okay. kind of a, a modern thing to have crooked teeth and smaller jaw lines right. and these kind of things. It's like a de-evolution. Yeah. Everything here. Okay, so that Look at that, that freaky stuff. I love it. Okay, so that one that I'm holding in that uh, in that image there. So that if you look at the teeth on that, that's a Neanderthal skull. So if you look at the teeth on that skull, look at the size of those teeth. Look at the size of those. Now, now zoom in on the on the modern human skull. Look at those rinky dink little teeth. Literally, look at the difference between the skeleton. So our, our ancient ancestors and who we are today. And then what's that in the, in the middle with the, the, the Marge Simpson head? Well, these are weird things. So it's, it, it, these are found around temple sites. So you have skulls, you have ancient skulls that are, some of them are dead by head binding, which is probably copying the, the natural ones where you have people who just had elongated heads for whatever cause. And they were regarded often as royalty. And these are blood ritual sacrifice sites. Okay. So the same thing that you would call Baal worship in the ancient world, or that you would call Baal worship today, because that's really what it is at the top of their little societies or whatever you want to call it. It's Baal worship. It's blood sacrifice. It's, I, I mean, that's just, that's just what it is. Only back in those times, they openly did it. So today, for example, some of your largest, particularly in the rough areas of town, some of uh, some of your largest, prettiest buildings, even with the prettiest names like Planned Parenthood, are abortion mills. These are places where the you'd bring the ba- you're 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 really sacrificing children. Well, in the ancient world, your temple is a blood sacrifice. They may sacrifice quite a lot of things but they would tell the mothers to bring their babies to the altar to to sacrifice, to Baal. Or a whole variety, you've got the feathered serp, serpent, you've got quasi-kettle. You even have intricately cut serpents on many of these temples for the blood to run down. Out there in Israel at the base of Hermon, you have what's called Pan's Cave. Pan is where you get the... Um, Pan is the same character as the Cocapelli that you find drawn on rocks for okay. the, the you know little guy playing his flute is the god Pan. Inside that cave, the mouth of that cave, which is red, you have an altar in there, a giant altar in there. And even the signs around it are going to tell you that all of these little things they've cut are for the blood to run in. And if the blood does this, then it means one thing. If the blood does that, it means another thing. But the, 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 n- none of these practices are new. None of them. Do they all seem like a copy? Because there, there is this model of, you know, God recognized the moment sin came in and Adam chose to sin. Mm-hmm. You know, and then people say, well, Eve did. Well, Adam's standing right there. He, and he had been there longer. He's the one that heard the first God told Adam. Right. You know, so he, he should have been the curator of the behavior you know, of what happened there. So he's not protecting her. So after that moment, sins introduced, there was a death. Mm-hmm. There was an animal that died, you know, provided clothing for them. And there was a set of rule changes there of you're going to have to now 
work to make the ground do something. And there's a little bit of a separation because Adam's removed from God's presence in, in the Garden of Eden. So now there's this separation. So this process of, I don't know where it was introduced, but Cain and Abel both knew they were to bring things to God as a sacrifice, you know, and, 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 uh, you know, everything got downgraded, but they're all doing something to gain access back into God's favor. But every civilization pre-flood and then post has some form of temple sacrifice. You know, I don't care if it's, you know, what religion and what it is. Do Do you think, does the, does the devil starting in that earliest first moment just trying to redirect people's like like God wants you to sacrifice a lamb, you know, to him to get like I'll want you to sacrifice your children to me. I mean, is this all just a power play between God and 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 Satan? Not not that God's in the power play part, but just Satan trying to trying to get everything that's naturally due to God. <laughs> Well, so I, I would even view that a different way because I don't I don't think it's like God and the devil doing. Um, uh, I they're not even. So imagine it like this: imagine in a computer program. So if I've got a if I've got a computer program, one of the thing, and I want to test that program, and I'm not stating this is the way this works, but it's, a, it's kind of an interesting way to look at it. You got a computer program, you might put a virus in there in your test environment to test. The, the the subjects that are in the environment to test them, see what mm-hmm. they do. What do they decide to do? And do they do they decide, even if they mess up, do they say, Lord, I, I you know, I messed up, but I'd I really like to come to you, or do they go completely the op- opposite way? Mm-hmm. So th- this is the um uh this is the sorting of the wheat from the chaff, the wheat from the weeds, the um there were two things that the devil was called by Jesus. So you could pick a whole list of things to call the devil, st- starting right there in the garden. But Jesus picked two. He was a liar and a murderer from the very start. Liar and a murderer. You could call him a thief. You could call all sorts of things. The list could just go on endlessly. But he chose those two. Most all, probably, of the shows you've done right here on the set, it interviews where you've been at, they're talking about people telling lies and all sorts of things and pretty much everything, almost everything that comes to the TV mm-hmm. screen is in some form or another a lie to a degree yeah. that even Joe Rogan's there. Like I just tried to take some ivermectin and I've got major news stations that are telling me I'm doing right. horse dewormers, right? Liar, a liar and a murderer. And so what do they do next when the lies don't work? Because the lies are so, they, they murder. These are the two facets. Wow, that is a great point. Lies and then murder, because yeah, what do you do next? they're the two facets. The lies don't work. Yeah. Wow. They're the two facets of, of all of it. And they're the same structure of those temples. The, the temple is a lie, and you're, you're bringing, you're, you're, no, there, there is no instance, there is no instance other than Jesus in your in your entire Bible, from Adam to Eve to now, where any one of us have been asked to bring our children as a sacrifice, no, none of them, none of them, or to sacrifice another human, or to do so. This entire story is one where God's there's no one laying down their life for that snake. See, he, that that's why he wants to kill your children. That's why he wants those wow. temples. That's why. This, 
the um, beginning and so. Um, can we, yeah, we dig, dig in that space a little bit more? Uh, yeah, say, go say, ahead. say the space between Adam and Noah. Okay. All right. So in that world here, and you got a whole whole book on pre Let's, pre pre flood, and you got some you know freaky uh, pictures in there for those watching at, at home. Uh, these are incredible for like just sitting on the coffee table. We got them sitting around back here behind us with some of our more. But it, it is it's, that's it, what it's actually designed. It's designed for. to like pick up and like have your kids be like, "What's well, interesting? I didn't know that." And you can open up any page, and it's just it's just you know fascinating. But uh, in that space of mm-hmm. Adam to Noah, there there is you know we're only like six chapters in, and you got you got these 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 beings of supernatural ability, angelic beings that are are literally breeding with human women and creating offspring in there. So we have a genetic uh, like interjection. Right, they're, yeah, they're mixing with humans. Uh, yeah. that, that is, I think, an attempt to destroy what God made, you know, or defile it, you know, in, in a way. You know, it's like if you buy a new car and you put certain components on it, the warranty goes out. You know, it's like... It's not the way the manufacturer intended. It's like I can't, I can't, I can't certify it's going to work right with that component on it. You know, so they're they're messing. There's 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 obviously a, there's a lot of things we find in the ancient world of of in in, in Egyptology even of like the, the the like surgically trying to merge species together in in ways that that God didn't intend. There's breeding in a way that happened. Talk about that world and that space a little bit, and and. What did it look like? What did what did then Noah look like compared to the world around him? And how much of that was happening on Adam's watch and these guys that were that were a pure blood created by God version? How much did all of that overlap? And and I guess my question in that also is Adam sort of failed in his overwatch with Eve. But how much of this genetic manipulation and sin corruption was also happening with the descendants, Adam's own children with Adam on, on watch. And we'll be right back with more of the conversation with Trey Smith. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what am I going to do about my finances? You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how in 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, you could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit. You wow. The, the jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit. Today, that $20 bill, what's it going to get you? Not much. Maybe the socks, maybe a <laughs> handkerchief, but the one ounce of gold could still buy you the entire suit at any men's store in America. That's the difference. That's what inflation does to your dollar. It's a deflating dollar caused by inflation. Now, today, that's happening faster than ever. You need somebody that you trust that can help get you out of a fake currency and into something that's going to keep you safe. And we know a guy that has two PhDs by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. We have known him for over 25 years, and he's someone we completely trust. You need somebody that you can get a hold of, somebody that's going to be there for you to get back out of it, and then maybe back into the stock market, maybe back into something else when things settle down. But right now is not that time. You need somebody that you trust and somebody you can call and make those worries go away. That's exactly right. So you can go to flyovergold.com. Dot com, fill out your information for a free consultation, or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You'll be glad you did. 
Flyover family. Join me every Wednesday for the Prophetic Report at 1111 Central. You can find it on Rumble. You can find it on the Flyover app. We have such an incredible time of hearing from all of these different prophetic voices like Robin Bullock, Julie Green, Barry Wunsch, Amanda Grace, and Hank Kuhneman. Every week, it's either five or six different prophets that are speaking. And what's interesting is God is speaking through them. And all of these voices come together like puzzle pieces. It is so exciting to hear what the Lord is saying. We're hearing from medical. We're hearing from military intelligence. We're hearing from the financial world. We're hearing from mainstream media. But the most important is, what is God saying? He has not fallen off the throne. He's not nervous. He's not chewing his nails. He is in control. He has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. What a great time to be alive. And I'm so excited for you to join me every Wednesday at 1111. Or did that all come after? <coughs> well, it says that it grieved God at his heart that he had even made man in the earth. That the violence of man. So the, 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 the first, okay, so... Um, the the first thing stated there is that it grieved it grieved God that He had made man in the earth because the violence of man was so the, 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 every thought of their heart was so wicked continuously. The um the in the book of, so in the book of Yasher God gave Noah certain instructions for the animals that would get on the boat. Okay, so. It it reads to us. So one of the, the portrayals of the animals that, that came to the ship, you you see portrayals where they come two by two and they're lining up to to get on the boat. Yeah. Every the, every kid's book, and then Noah's waving to people on the shore with the draft behind right, him. And, right. Um so the the portrayal given in some of these other documents, in, including some of the Babylonian stuff, is um um is brings a reality to it. See, I think what we've done is we've turned a lot of these into kids' stories. Yeah. Is where I'm I'm trying to go with that in my thoughts. These were these were days that were actually quite terrifying. And Noah was given very specific. So you're getting in Genesis a very brief summary, like that chart in the mall. You are here and you've walked through these aisles to get to here. Okay. It's it's not giving you the full breakdown. It's giving you um, something that you could either turn it into a children's book or you could look at it in reality. And these were very terrifying moments. And he was told to take specific sets of things that were to be on that boat in pairs. And in, so because these are going to be the animals that are going to repopulate things on the other side. Um, I, I got a picture yeah, go I'm going to put on the screen here in a moment. But the oldest uh, I've heard, that one of the oldest uh, documents of the Bible is goes back to Ethiopia. Okay, and um, I want to talk to you about that. There's a kind of picture of it, you know, and put on the screen there. Um, it's nearly 800 years older than the King James Version. It contains 81 to 88 books compared to 66. Um, it includes the Book of Enoch and and many others. Um, what is the difference between those? I don't want to get into all the details of the canonization of Scripture and Constantine and Nice and all this kind of stuff. Right, but, right. but like, but like you're you're quoting from books that are not in the Bible, but so did Jesus right. quoted from the book of Enoch. So, you know, we don't call him a heretic either. So um, you're using some of these as reference for people that are not familiar with that, or maybe might shut down. If you're referencing a non-biblical text, give, give that a little background. And again, for I'll put all the links down below, but for, for people that want deep dives in this, 
Clay has spent a lifetime, un, uh, Trey has spent a lifetime unpacking these in God in a nutshell. And it's, it's one of the greatest resources literally on the internet, videos, resources, things like that. So go to godinanutshell.com and the links are below for that. But wh- what context and what credibility do these books have? Well, Jesus' half-brother Jude quotes from that book of Enoch. Fragments of it were found in the, in the Dead Sea Scrolls, which match with those. And I, I can't speak for all of the copies of the books you, you were talking about in those Ethiopian Bibles, but with respect to the book of Enoch, this one has always re- so there's there there are a lot of these books there are a lot of books that are commonly called pseudepigrapha books. This means that it's written and it's ascribed to someone, but it wasn't really that person that put it together or wrote it. And there's quite a lot of these, so you could look at the lost books of Adam and Eve, and if you're reading them, you should be able to tell. Well, I don't think these are real. Um, books because you'll you'll read through and the stories are fanciful and whimsical. When you begin reading that book of Enoch, there's a certain spirit behind it that sounds identical. It's a different author, but there's a spirit behind it that feels similar to the spirit that you're hearing right the book of Daniel, in the book of Daniel. Okay. Or or in the book of Revelation when Yohanan or John is writing Revelation. So in other words, the author of major sections of that book has a feeling to it like it's not the guy holding the pen. Okay. It it has that prophetic, it has that 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 voice to it. It has a spirit to it that I believe this doesn't make me correct, but I believe that that book is at least largely, I mean I'm sure it's had changes and alterations and it's not um but the spirit behind it, I, I believe it was the Lord that made sure that we had copies of that book. Now, the copies you have from the Dead Sea Scrolls come just a little bit before you see Jesus come on the scene. Okay. John would have had, John the Baptist would have been. So those Dead Sea Scrolls are out there with a group called the Essenes. Well, John the Baptist is, that was the same, not only the same area he was in, probably hung out with those guys. And I'm sure he was familiar with that book. Jesus referred to himself as the son of man. This comes from that book of Enoch, or the the only other place other than Daniel that that's found is in the book of Enoch heavily. Okay, that's interesting. So so this this book of Enoch would have been, so you've got a text, if that's authentic, you have a text that would have come from before the flood. You have texts that come from what we call the Old Testament. Okay. And then you have a New Testament. And in terms of apocalyptic writings, which is what Enoch would be. So um, you really have three of these. You have you'd have Enoch from the pre-flood world. You'd have the book of the book of Daniel from the um, from the Old Testament. And then you'd have the book of Revelation in the in the New Testament. So those three could almost be put together as like a coffee table set of like, you know, three books that would have a, a thread woven between them. I, I think so. Way. Okay. I think so. So I you know, I even if a person didn't believe that book was real, I would, I would certainly recommend reading it. A lot of so so the scholarly way to uh, express what I'm telling you here would be to say, well, you can look at it for Hebrew linguistics and what they thought at the time and and all of this and all that's true. For me personally, 
I, I believe that you're holding something that was meant to get you. I, I believe that the Lord controls this entire place, and he preserved all of these pages through the hands of evil men. It was meant to make it to your hands, so you'd mm -hmm. have the opportunity to read it. And um, I believe that absolutely Noah would have the documents from his fathers, including many others and lots of stuff we can't even imagine on that boat. These are the only things he's going to have on the other side of that world. And he's definitely going to keep the words of, of, of Enoch, the seventh from Adam, who, um, who walked with God. And Noah walked with God. He's definitely had those words on that boat. And go ahead, it looked like you were now, going to say No, it's the amount of wisdom that Noah would have had knowing, say he was in relationship with Methuselah. Yeah. You know, I mean, birth order-wise, that would make sense, that he would have been an influence in Noah's life. Noah stood out among the men of his time. You know, he was called the preacher, you know? Yes. You know, and so I don't know what that looked like. doesn't mean he had a little Baptist church with a steeple. You know, probably maybe, I don't know you context for this, but, but he definitely— definitely was playing a role in the population that was unique and he found God's favor. And so he would have had the wisdom of, of, of men pouring into his life that knew the goodness of God and were witnessing this hybrid uh, destruction and abomination in the world at the same time. So, so the things that Noah would have found valuable to take with him, you know, I mean, I think would have been, Fascinating. They, 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 they viewed it as normal. In, in fact, they view so, and, and that's another interesting thing about the text because the, even the small details of it. For example, when um, let me see here, which okay, so um, the the Lamech, the father of the father of Noah, he comes in and he says, when Noah was born, there was a, it says he glowed like the sun. Like the spirit of the Lord was upon him. He glowed like the sun. And he looked upon his, his son that had been born. And he said, I have indeed birthed a strange son. He is not like us, but I fear he is from the angels, the watchers. So to make that assessment, this is something common to you. Because we wouldn't say that now if you had a child born and it looked it was lighter skin you, or I different. think this is some other guy, right? He's I mean, looking at this child and stating this came. So so in, in this in this passage, he's referencing this as if it would be um that's what that's what this would look like. So he goes and he has his fathers go and pray with Enoch, and he comes back. I think Colton's got the verse up here. It says, uh, when Lamech had lived 182 years, he had a son. He named him Noah, and he said, he will comfort us in the labor and painful toils of our hands caused by the ground the Lord has cursed. And after Noah was born, um, so he lives his, his life. So Lamech lived 595 years and had other sons and daughters. That's really the only reference there of, 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 of him in that text. So I, w I wanted to tell you an another thing um, about this with the, um, with the, I forgot what I was going to say about the, 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 the uniqueness of Noah and his role, you know, in the world. Uh, he, he, his life had kind of been, had God's hand on it from the beginning. He was recognized as being different from the beginning. Yeah, I was trying to remember what I was. And it's kind of a non. It was also just a nonchalant thing in the reference of it. It was a very normal thing. <laughs> 
Oh, oh, here's what I was going to tell you. I was going to, okay, so so that book of Enoch has a variety of sections to it. Here, here's a pretty, okay, so we're talking about the ancient world. Most all of the calendars that you find all over the world, well, you're dealing with the Egyptian one, you're dealing with the later the Roman one, you're dealing with the Mayan calendar, any of those Aztec calendars. They have a 360-year base, 360-day base, all okay. those calendars. And then they would all have different workouts to make up the difference. So you've got a 365-day year. And so currently we use this, this leap year system to fix that. So all of these calendars have these different workouts for how you're going to make up the extra days. Okay. That 360-day year comes, so it, it comes from, I believe it comes from Enoch's calendar. So this is what yeah. he was te- this he does this whole breakdown for his sons and and a large portion of that breakdown is he wants them to know what seasons to plant and harvest and and how to come an almanac. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But he's also got to have a way to bring in the years properly. His calendar will come out identical to yours today with the workouts. And it's the only one that uses both the sun and the moon. So you have solar calendars and you have lunar calendars. Enox is both. Wow. And, it, and it's got a kind of a complicated workout, which is why you can see that the later suns and cultures, essentially, is an easier way to do this. And, you know, so you just throw in an extra day or an extra five days or whatever, ever so often. Um, but Enox had this very intricate workout. And that intricate workout is all giving honor to the Lord with special feast days and, and this kind of a thing. Which is also probably why they went away from it, because they all became pagan and Baal worshipers and child sacrificers, and they they did everything but worship God. The the purpose of the calendar, from Enoch's view, is for you to keep appointments for times to get together. That was God's calendar. That was Enoch's calendar. That's the only thing, really. So you're going to also use this for planting and reaping and sowing and harvesting. But between these things, you're meeting with the God that created this whole place. Mm. And so the animals that, that Noah would have brought on board the boat, God, God's intent was to give a, a completely clean new start to mankind. On the other side of the flood, you have covered on, man, all sorts of stones. It, you know, you know, man, it, it's absurd, David, that they've ever said that these events didn't happen. Uh, all of your first cultures and little settlements and temples and all of that all trace back to the same area where that boat is recorded as having landed. It's probably sitting right out there where Andrew Jones, you know, Andrew Jones, who I talk on the phone to quite frequently, and I'm hoping he will come out of Turkey for a while because I think it's going to get heated out there. Um, if that's not the boat, then it's close. I mean, they've scanned that thing, and there's there's a formation they call the Drupinar site, and it's got the shape of a boat underneath of it. Yeah, I've seen pictures of of that online. What's the uh, Wyatt? Okay, uh, this has gone on for a long time of them digging in this spot. Um, if if seems like if we put all of our efforts together in rowing the boat in one direction, they, they could make some progress on this, even in a better way if there wasn't so much headwind. So when all of this gets finished, so um, 
Okay, so that, that probably comes in the section where we do some talking about good days ahead because the biggest problem is not doing scans or looking for chariot wheels or any of these things. You could probably do oh, there all... Go. Is that a, a good... Yeah, you, you could probably discover and establish all of these artifacts and find tons more in the course of a couple of months if you <laughs> weren't talking about areas where they'll literally cut your head off. And that, that's even if the government's giving you permission because you've just got, the, these areas are, are terribly dangerous. And um, so. There's also a lot of uh, shenanigans. I've, I, you know, I've, you know, it seems to pop up and, you know, in the fictional story, Raiders Lost Ark, you know, they, they find the thing and then the Smithsonian takes it and sticks it in a warehouse, you know, but I think that's kind of, it does happen a lot with archeological finds and, you know, different things. They'll kind of swoop in and, capture some of these artifacts. So a lot of those things are kind of kept from the general population because it messes up this fairly recent story of, of this Darwinian version of, of where we came from, which is clearly an attempt to remove God from it, even though it has less evidence in the sequence than the stones and the markers and historical findings that you're talking about. Well, the, so the images he just had up on the screen the, this is called the Drupanar okay. site or let's, formation. Let's bring, those, bring those back up, maybe break it down with your your uh, your narration here. So th this is located just askew Mount Ararat, where okay. the boat is recorded to have landed. It's got the actual length of, of what Noah's Ark is recorded to have been. And the, the most, re it's called the Drupanar formation because it was a Turkish pilot that was doing air patrols named Drupanar okay. that first noticed the site. This site made it in American magazines. It was seen by Ron Wyatt. And he went out to go. He spent most of his life on and off. He would go and spend a few months up there doing different He's things. He's like in the 70s and 80s, right? A lot of the 80s was where... Yes, is that right? 70s and 80s. Yeah, He's passed away now, but... He's a uh, pioneer, man. The guy was a hero. He, he very much was. In, in, in fact... Um, uh, one of his best friends, Richard Reeves, they were held hostage and people died in front of Richard. Um, th th those are stories that um, he'll tell privately, but I mean, just hard stuff looking for these things. I mean, you, you need you need a time, a window of history where it's not brutal. I, I have not gone to sites because they're terrifying. And you cannot trust the people, even if they're, let's say they're really, let's say you, even you believe them, they're really nice and they mean well. You could still get killed. The odds you won't come home are substantially better than you'd like to admit they wow. are. I mean, they're, they're really fairly, and, and also, they're dangerous places. That's the trouble with them. Even just the physical geography of some of these places. That, are, that's the that's the hardest thing about there's, it. There's, there's not right next to a quick trip. You can go down and grab some snacks. You know while you're at. They're like remote and and led in 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 hostile regions with hostile governments and in religions. We could go do the chariots of the Exodus and probably find them in under a week. I mean, if they're there. I mean, I you know I I could almost. I, I mean. Um, I, I think Ron knew the location of those many, many years ago. I think they're far deeper down under that water than, um, than he had the equipment to establish at that time. I think you've got pockets that go way down, and you go down there and you'll be able to pull out. I, I think the Lord has all sorts of goodies to go be discovered. The hard part is not getting a drone that can go deep enough or any of these other little technical issues. The hard part is, I'll, I'll be very straight with you, it's Islam. It swallows and it destroys any place that it touches. 
It's deadly and it's dangerous, and that's why people try to escape from it. And you're looking at areas that are not just Islamic, but they're they're deadly. Mm. And um, so, so that that's where that's that's where it is. And all so and most all of the 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 churches that were written to by all these places have been swallowed. It, it's like look at the world itself like a chessboard, and it's being swallowed up by. Um, well, the, the sites that, uh, yeah. So the, the site there that he had on the screen is called the Drupanar site and underneath of it, it makes the shape of a large boat, but establishing that is hard because you get killed. Hmm. So when you said after this weekend, do you think there'll be a, there, there's going to be a kind of kind of jumping ahead in time here on kind of like maybe st- stick with a timeline that we can we can work on but this tie into the from this modern world that we're in if you want to call it that um and the ancient world um the struggles that were there may seem complex and maybe we can't pronounce the names of some of the armies and location and kings and some have been washed away through time and sand and so forth but but it, it, it's still a narrative that the Bible has documentation of these were real people in real places, this right. battle between good and evil. And I, and I, I, I saw you kind of earlier, there's the, there's a meme that's gone around that shows like, you know, like Jesus and the devil and they're like arm wrestling. They're like face to face. I hate that stuff because there is when, when Satan was kicked out of, out of heaven, like God never got out of his chair. He didn't do it himself. He like yeah. delegated that to, to, you know, to another angel. So it's like, there is no, battle yeah it's like like this kind of a meme you see this stuff around it's like god's gonna win and i just i don't i don't see the battle being like that i see it being more of a battle between like us listening to uh a, a mosquito-y like like fly that just yeah. lies to us and 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 those lies are, are really his only weapon and so so people get confused into lots of things you know through history but it's this this long form narrative of real kings and real kingdoms and some of these last hundreds of years and longer than the united states has even been around these nations and the, you know like yeah. you know, and then the roman empire and all of these um it's this battle between us choosing god and us choosing our selfishness and, and choosing evil he almost reads like an attorney uh, through the entirety of the book. It, it's, he reads like an attorney through the, through the um, when he goes in. So did God really say, I mean, it, so it, the, the devil's role in the entire Bible has always struck me like, like, like an attorney throughout the, the book. You tell Jesus. So if you, if you are the son of God, then go do this. There's always right. this like, like undermining question. He, he quote he quotes God a lot, and he tries to go through the the lines. He also goes in and asks permission, like you would at a judge. He is the accuser of the brethren, mm. so he, he is the prosecutor. So he's going to come in with cases, and you're going to have to have a friend in the court. Is I mean that's the gist of the whole story. It's it's not really a complicated. That's what all those parables are. That's uh, that. This is what all of it is about. The prodigal son. But I, I wanted to talk to you just for a second and go back to the the artifacts that that are out the, you, all of the so um most of the major biblical events including that probably is actually Noah's ark or a large chunk of it so when you do scans of it there's a giant shell of a boat under there 
It's got three sections to it underneath the ground that go that go deep underneath of mm. there. The the chariots of the of the Exodus, the Pharaoh's chariots. So these would have a lot of metal. The Pharaoh's chariot would be covered with probably gold. That stuff is probably all stuff is probably all sitting there waiting to be gotten. It could be done actually in rapid fire. I'm praying that there are days on the horizon. And, and the reason those artifacts can be found is because a lot of people have not only searched for them over the decades, but lost their lives searching for them. Mm. Most of them losing their lives because of Islam. If you had a time period where there was a reprieve for a while, um, you could probably go and have an absolute heyday bringing some of these things up to, um, up to public view. Another problem with finding them that Ron Wyatt had all the time was if you find an artifact and it's over there and say it's in Saudi Arabia, what happens to that artifact next? They just go get it and put it in their little palace. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's, it's really, th- I, I, man, this is what I pray. I pray that the Lord protects all of that stuff because here's the truth. It would be real easy to go out and get that stuff. Like if it were like, if we had the Red Sea, like two miles from here, you would already have it, David, in the back of your truck. <laughs> and it would require less equipment than you have here just doing stuff for the studio. I mean, that's the truth of it. So we could do this if we didn't have the headwind of Islam against us specifically. Well, in, and, and in some well, the, the benefit that you have with Islam is they, 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 they don't build anything. They don't construct anything. They never, none of these countries have ever made a car. I, don't, I mean, if somebody else not come along, they wouldn't have the wheel. Yeah. Um, well, they, they destroyed a lot of their own scientists in the early in the early days of Islam. There's there 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 a lot of brilliant minds that were inventing with the mathematicians and a lot of, and they 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 outlawed all that. Like they they cannot have anything undermining Muhammad, and it is truly a take take ground to destroy everything that opposes them and create and build nothing. So these hours that these hours that we're in right now, according to the, the, what Kim was seeing. Some, some big portion of it actually deals with Islam, the two big players, Saudi Arabia and Iran. And in Kim's... Kim, pro- Kim Clement. Kim Clement, yes. Um, is, we were kind of going from, um, uh, do we have days ahead where we could actually go look at these things? I think the Lord is going to preserve that stuff. And that Islam is not going to, the Lord keeps a blindness over it where they won't get to those things. Cause I'd like one day in my lifetime, I've always dreamed about going to look and bring up those chariots. I think I know exactly where they are. The, Go ahead. The, the footage that, that uh, you, you can see there's, there's, there's pictures online of like coral reefs and stuff, but they're kind of formed in yeah. unique shapes and they like, this could be a wheel. This could be thing. Are, what kind of authenticity do you give that? And we'll be right back with more of the conversation with Trey Smith. Our founding fathers evolved the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known 
is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. a brand new sponsor for the Flyover Conservative Show, Heaven's Harvest. So exciting. We've been really excited about this partnership because for about two years now, our level of awareness has increased on things that can go wrong in the world. Not just the, the big major stuff, but ice storms in Texas and things that you know you don't plan on. And I guess a level of personal responsibility of like, hey, we have people that we care for that depend on us. And so we've been tiptoeing into it, but it's overwhelming. It's like, what do I do next? And so we've made little steps in that process, but we've been asking everyone we know, everyone we respect in this space, hey, who's a good supplier of things? Who has food Who has food that you would actually eat if you if you had to, that without eating styrofoam that you'd be gagging down if you lost a bet? You know, like, like real actual food that if you put it away for storage, that when it came time to do it, would be palatable. As well as, as heirloom seeds. You know, a lot of the seeds nowadays, you plant them, they're not, they're not, you can't reproduce with them. You know, they're, they've been uh, genetically modified and, and really messed up. So we've been asking people, we, we, yep. we, we really respect. Somebody we get a lot of advice from personally, we've made a lot of small moves in our life from is Seth Holhouse with Man in America. And, and uh, we kind of went off of his lead as well as some others. And so we are super excited about this partnership because they're willing to give a massive discount to the Flyover family. That's exactly right. When you go to heavensharvest.com and you use promo code flyover, you get 10% off. What a great deal. We are so thankful and excited about this partnership. Okay, so they, that's, oh, called, that's, that's speculative called, or is it? I, I've been out there and I've been in the water of the Red Sea. So these are, okay, so. Like some of these images they have on here. These are, these are. Yes. Well, well okay, so the picture. Asserted to be chariots from okay, the Red Sea. So, so uh, the pic, okay, so that picture up there. Okay, let me tell you a story real quick. So, so two of the pictures you've got on the screen come from Dr. Leonard Mueller. And he's a, he's actually a brain surgeon. I can't remember what country he's in, either okay. Switzerland or something like this. He and his wife, and they both spent their own money to go out there. This is back when you had drones that were larger than this table just to swim around. And they rented a whole science boat from Egypt to go out there and do this. Well, they began recording this kind of footage. So the Egyptians went out there and they said, well, we've got to confiscate all of your all of your equipment, all of your footage. And, um, but if you pay us a bunch of money, we'll give it back. <laughs> and then they started, and then they told Leonard Mueller and his team, now I, I may get, be getting the story off a little here and there, but this was the gist of it, is that um, you're not allowed to go out anymore when they started finding these reefs. You're not allowed to go out anymore on the ocean unless you've got our security team with you. Mm. So what they did was they took the boat out in the middle of the night and they went out there. So the few shots you've got are when they took it out in the middle of the night and they did some footage and they got some of these, um, uh, what they call tabletop formations before you've got the guys zip up to them and state, we want all your footage. Um, and he never did get a lot of the gear, expensive gear that he, that he paid for back from, from Egypt. They don't want you to find that sure. stuff. And they will kill you over it if you've... See, that's the other trouble, is it? 
It's not just looking to find something. It's the problems you now have when you do actually find something. And so, so those, sorry about that, those chariots would go, the, all right, the tabletops you're looking at are on a low part that's wheelchair grade that goes from one side to the other. Okay. So if you were to remove the water, which is, goes down about 300 feet at the point that you're, um, goes down about 300 feet on the, on the part that is um, what they would call a land bridge, but it's, it's a wheelchair grade from one side to the other. And it's all wash out from the canyon. Go and then steep drop off on both sides. So, yes. so water parting there, they wouldn't have to go down a mile. Correct. Across. It would have been 300 feet. It goes 1,500, 1,800 feet on either side. Wow. So if you had, okay, wow. Okay. So if you've got a, okay, the magic of this is that you've got something that even slopes in that you could cross on. And I've heard lots of people say, well, it's 300 or 400 feet deep. I mean, you can't part that. Okay. So 12 feet makes it better. I mean, if you're parting the waters, does the 300 right. feet make it easier? So you need a pathway you could walk across if the water weren't there. Because if it, if it looked like the Grand Canyon and they got to get, you know, 3 million people yeah, through yeah, there in a short yeah, form, you, you know, it just... Correct, correct. And most all of it under there is jagged. So you couldn't, even if you took the water out, you still couldn't walk across it and, and take wagons and these other things so across So even just it. discovering this, this land bridge across there... It is okay. It's a it's, testament to the authenticity of the story. Correct, and they say they crossed on dry land. So mo- a lot of the roads out there in those areas, they're not really paved; they're just made out of this gravel stuff. Well, that land bridge is largely comprised, if you can call it that, is largely comprised of the of um, of washout from the canyon. So it's the same material they use for their their roads. So if you took the water out of the way, that gravel would be dry land within minutes. Wow. It'd literally be dry land. And you could go from one side to the other, wheelchair grade. Now, now on his maps, like the one that you have on the screen, it's a lot deeper than he thought it was. So you, you would need pretty good drones to go into the deep parts, and you would need very good drones to go even to what he's calling the land bridge there. I I speculate what happened is, is that some of those chariots the reason you have the coral reef in those formations is because that reef will retain the shape of whatever it began growing on. Right. Even the microphone it, was down there. Probably a bad example because this is going to erode faster than things. But right. But but there would be a, a reef would build up around it. Right. So it would kind of be the shape of this microphone stand. Yeah, it would keep it even if it ate the microphone away. Because it would, it, would, it would still build on itself. Right, right. That. And, and it, But the coral is not going to make the shape of, you know four-pronged table. T- I mean, those are chariots. And the bulk of all of that stuff is going to do what things do. It's going to go into those deep pockets and it's going to settle down there at the bottom. Okay. And and I believe that the Lord is going to protect those things and has protected those things. I think even Islam is part of the protector of those things because they really don't do anything but fight with each other. And... um had you had reasonable people in those areas of the world for many, many years, that stuff would already be gone. It would, it would be vanished. <laughs> so it's almost like what's intended for harm is used for good. I, I think the Lord does this all the time. Um, but that, that's what Kim was stating and seeing. He was, he was seeing something very different than 
Uh, what some of the pastors at the local churches stating you better run in your holes and hide. Yeah. He was saying it's time for us to go back. It's time for us to take ground. Kim Kim Clement was not a, a fearful man. No, he wasn't. <laughs> he was not a retreat guy. Uh, he was he was uh, uh, leaned into all the mysteries of God and never questioned God's goodness. You know, it's like there God's always speaking and has has a way. There, okay. So I, I personally believe that he walked into heaven as a martyr. I, I, I've known their family for a long time. The heaviest uh, prophecies that he gave were at the end of his life. He was meeting with the intelligence agencies. These are probably the same people that, you know, hey, we, you know, they, they called him a modern Nostradamus. I mean, really foolish. I, I have clips in this thing that I put together where you. Yeah, I began listening because he would have all these little private commentaries about meeting with our intelligence agency people. And and it almost, we've had some real shameful people in really high places of authority. He met with the Bushes frequently, and he, um, I would describe it like this. I'm going to be careful how I phrase this, but um, like he desired to like these people. But like if, if if you've ever met people that you really wanted to like them, but they just really were just not likable people. They say you kind of never meet your heroes. Sometimes and, and, that's kind of true. It's like they yeah. was not what he thought maybe. Well, I, I think deeper than that, like I think that um, I think he knew that these people were just, um, I, I, I just don't think any of them were good people. And I think he knew that. And I and I think that um, they they would view it like they have all of these intelligence secrets, and he would much more view it like I I, I it just it burdens me to even spend time you, with them. You've you've done a lot of work. Now your relationship with with Kim goes back to when you were sixteen years old. Which, I, I I want to just state one yeah. more time that I yes. I think it really bothered him, and I and I would bet it's the same sets of people who he hated meeting with that in the end they're. You know, all the things, you're Nostradamus. <laughs> you want to tell us some secrets? Oh, he knows our dark plan. We got to go kill him now. I, I you know, I, I've seen that. Just just foolish yeah. people running important crap. And that's all they do is just like the devil, just like we talked earlier about. We, we tell lies. And then when somebody finds our lies because they're not brilliant, Right, and, and they're actually sitting in there with Kim, and they're the first ones to know that the prophecies are real because they're, you know, he knows all our dark plans. And, and that's why he would get so passionate after he would talk about them and say, don't you tell me what I can do and say and don't, don't say and don't. And he would phrase it like, and I even had these people in my home. And, I, you know, and it, not in an arrogant way, but like, you know, because most people should be excited that you've got the CIA or the FBI and they want your advice. But Kim was like, you know, they were on my chairs. and th- You know, like like the kind of feeling you would have, like when you met with people that you really just think are greasy and slimy. And I, and I, I don't, and I hope there were good people in the mix of those. I mean, I'd like to believe that. And they probably, I'm sure that they were, but. And we're going to set up a, a clip that you that you've yeah got. Go but, ahead. but also, you um, uh, you did a large piece of work that tied together chronologically a lot of the history of of Kim's words and tied them into the word. Now we we regularly have not regularly, but quite a few times we've had yeah. Don A 
on on the show, and she's doing an unbelievable job of keeping those words alive, of curating that content and giving it context against world events. Now we started with pre-flood world, we went to flood, you know, all the way. But like, what's going on in our modern world? God has answers for us. Not surprised, but I want to kind of bring it back to your hat. It's on all of your 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 work, um, all your pieces. But that is. Truth is in the journey. Let me tie, okay, so let me tie that into what I, okay, so the, and that's just a gut thing uh, that I feel, that he he was uh, walked into heaven a martyr. Um, but in doing that, one of the reasons that you would take somebody's life is because you thought um, that killing them would stop him from telling everybody the prophecies, because that, that's the way that works, right? If you, if you can shut them up. I'll, st- I'll stop God. <laughs> It makes it go away if it, you know if he shuts up. No, no, no. At at the point that he walked into heaven, whether he was a martyr or not, he had given all of the words that the Lord had intended for him to give in his life. And they do. They create a, in my view, they create a patchwork. And and I might not get it right. What did I've gotten stuff wrong with these? Pro- if you have to ask, has it happened yet? It hasn't happened yet. But as I began, that's to, a good point right there. Yeah, yeah. If you have to ask, and then it hasn't happened, and some of them are substantial. The clip you're about to play in a minute talks about the wall that won't be completed, and their long-term plan, and their you know all of these things. And we'll, we'll look at that in a second. But I began to realize, just just like Don A has, that these tapes that span a, a decade or, or or more. But particularly in the last five years of his life, he was seeing the same things over and over from these different lines of um, um, what would happen. And they all kind of connect with each other. And you can have it a little bit off this way or that way or, or the other way, but you can easily establish in these prophecies, even to the darkest atheist. I mean, if you can convince, I mean, the CIA or the FBI seem convinced. If they weren't convinced, then why is he dead? Only a few people in the world got a brain cancer like his, and the first thing that happened was he couldn't speak anymore. And that was the, you know, right? Yeah. He's meeting with the bushes. and the, Where were these important people at his, at his funeral? Where was he? So if, so if you call him because you need to know uh, all the secrets of the world and whatever else, and he seemed unhappy when they left, well, if you're meeting with him for many, many years to get advice from him weekly or monthly and give him encrypted emails and... If the bushes are, hey, hey, boy, come over here and tell us some more uh, them 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 Nostradamus things. <laughs> hey, we got us some Nostradamus up in here. So if you're willing to call him for that, where were you guys at his funeral? All you important, powerful people. And, and that's I, a great are, question. These are just actual basic questions, right? And, and that's a good impersonation too of W. Yeah, yeah. I um, I think I, a lot of people had a different view of him, maybe than what they did, uh, you know, a few years ago. I did too at the time. I really. You know, I did too. I, you know, I wanted to like these people. I, I think that Kim knew that. I think they're serious, you know, and I have no idea what they are, nor do I want to know. I, I'm yeah. kind of with you on the statement that I'm, I'm just, I'm not fascinated by their darkness and dirt. And by the way, when I come to find out about their darkness and dirt, it's offensive to me that anybody has dare called themselves Illuminati or had some insinuation because, you, I mean, so to lie and then to murder when you get caught because your lie wasn't even good enough that anybody could believe you, makes you an Illuminati? No, no, it doesn't. And that's part of the reason that none of this it almost glorifies work. it, makes it seem special. If you if you walked, oh man, the de- oh, I'll tell you one of the reasons that none of this is going to work. 
for their, their little plans and stuff is because if you were Satan, how great of an argument would you have before God if you took this set of people and said, this is what I had to work with at the end times? Are you serious? Are you joking? <laughs> think, about that. think about that logically. Go through the list of people that are all the ones that everybody cries and screams about on all these things. Do you really think that Satan is about to march that cast of people up and said, this is what I had to work with at the end of it all? With a straight face? That's a good point. I, I, you've got, I mean, yeah, boy, that's a dud. That's a firecracker that didn't go off. And, and, and when, you do learn, <laughs> when you do learn about their dark plans, it, it's, it's almost, it's not embarrassing on them. It's embarrassing any of us ever believed or listened to any of them. There's a lot of words of that, 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 that there'll be a, a, a point where we get to say, is this, is, is this the one that terrified the nations? Yeah, yeah. And in those Kim Clement things, he, there's one part where he, parts where you're getting to the end of this, because it, the worst punishment possible is coming for a whole list of people, if these prophecies be true. And this is what that worst punishment is. It's to watch all of the people you thought you were going to make them eat bugs and all this and put them in smart cities. And those are the ones that, you know, that live, that didn't, you know, get lucky enough to die under a Chinese missile or whatever. But you were going to do all these things to them and take, take all the last from them. And what will happen instead is these people's very names will be a thing of shame and scorn in the future. Wow, I'm I'm and I, I, and longing for that time. Now, did you make a ahead. full film of of I this? I made two of them. This was quite a lot of work, and they're free. I mean, just a massive amount of yeah, work. Yeah, and we're and these are these are free. Deep so State, I'm, a Trey Smith film. Yeah. Um. Now we're gonna play a cut here in a moment, but but where can they get this? Is it? Uh. So at the point that hopefully it's up by the point that this that this um interview so they're done uh, the um so um i don't know when this video we're making now is going up but it's probably up right now so okay so they could go over to rumble and and get it but I, but i will have it up in full so god is this probably not a youtube friendly well or uh, you know there's a lot of things i don't even phrase it like that i just I, I don't think you put the really cool stuff on i you know if somebody tells me hey man this is just for kids only, and we don't want to talk about much outside these guidelines. I respect them in that. Yeah. Uh, so this would be on on your Rumble channel. I, I would call this I would call this viewer discretion advised in, in in quite a lot of ways. I'm I'm not like a lot of Christians where I, particularly with this set of stuff, I think it's important not to tame it down. So I, you know, this isn't a film to watch with your kids. Neither one of them. It's gonna, you know, clips that. For, for example, he has in there, there's going to be hangings in the end of this. I mean, if Kim be right, you know? I mean, if I were on the other end of these prophecies and I were on the bad guy's side, I wouldn't want to hear these prophecies either. But I just don't think shooting him with the cancer gun actually makes the prophecies end no. any more than it did in the days of old when they would take it. Jesus cried on his way into the temple when he was, when he was going in during, um, when they do Palm Sunday, he was riding up on the donkey and he was crying, Oh, Jerusalem, oh, Jerusalem, you who stoned the prophets. Did you not know this was your, your day? How I would have longed to gather you as a hen would, her chicks under his, her wings, but she would not. See, we've been doing this the whole time. So it's not just the, the intelligence agencies that are going to get him with their dark gun because I'm Nostradamus, but uh, then he, he figured out our dark plan. 
No, he didn't figure out your dark plan. No, he didn't care about your dark plan. He was sick of your phone calls. And you went and did these things. And I'll tell you wow. that where Kim Clement is today is a place that the idiot people who would even have the audacity. I mean, he's wiping the chairs in, in his home after they left. And they're going to come with a dark gun and shoot him because he figured out the dumb plans. Like he was going to go tell somebody. I can tell you that I hope that they enjoy their cars or whatever you, you get when you murder and kill for your life. Because that's the best it will ever get for them. And where that man is today, they will never step. So they better go spend it and enjoy it. Man. And, I, and I pray protection over all of us and the things that we do. But I'll tell you exactly what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said to the, the Babylonian king, who didn't want to throw him in the fire. Because well, the king was playing with a man, just, just, just bow down. And, get, yeah, he's, and, they, and they said... Um, it was a deep state even then. Yeah. And they said, our Lord, it, there was. It's, ne it's never been any different. But even that's a lie to you, David, because it has been a lot different. This is by far, and I've read a lot of ancient texts and in Babylonian texts, this is by far the dumbest set of people that has ever lived. And I can't find you one rock where I can find an example of anybody stupider. And, and, and I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean that as a guy that's done, I mean, and, and I'm, not claiming I'm a bright guy. I'm just telling you that I'm You've bright dedicated your life to this world. I'm bright enough to know that the people writing on even the Babylonian stock, which are rambling, and they, man, these people will sell some, say, say some silly, murderous crap, nonsense. But they are nowhere near as, as foolish as these current people. And at least many of those ancient murderers were somewhat entertaining. These people aren't even entertaining to watch. And, and their lies are so, when you fought to call themselves Illuminati, it's, 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 it's almost, um, it's almost disheart. It, it's, <laughs> it's like the theft of a perfectly good word. I, I don't even, I mean, I just, um, I'm stunned. But I know this, that um, in the mix of it, there was one part of the prophecies where Kim just kept crying out, you think you're going to tell me what my plans are? Do you really think you're going to tell me what my plans are, says the Lord? So all this stuff you're Man. walking through, let, let me tell you what the Joe Biden is. He's the scapegoat. You're, they think they're doing a big bail worshiping a cult ritual because they're dumb enough to believe that. And by the way, you'd have to do it properly if you were going to do it. I mean, not that there is a proper way to do a bail ceremony, but you'd at least have to do a proper bail ceremony yeah. if you were going to do it. I mean, the ancient people at least got that right. These aren't just black magic sex parties with crusty, right? Because that's what it really is when yeah. you're stating. <clears throat> here's, here's what you're walking through. You're walking through part of the ceremony of the scapegoat. So these are goats, right? Because they're little Satan worshiping goats. They name everything goat because they like goats. Yep. Okay. So, well, well, they're in luck because this time period they're in is the scapegoat. So you put your hands on the head of the scapegoat. Okay. And all the sins are going to go on your scapegoat, right? And the scapegoat is going to go off, whether it's over the cliff or into the wilderness, he goes bye-bye. He's taking all the sins, just like this Biden time period where you've got, and whether that's a real Biden or a guy in a mask or a character, an actor, what does it matter in a sense? You're going to put your hands on the scapegoat and all of the garbage, the pure garbage, the gutter crap that you wouldn't want anywhere else, you're going to load it on top of that goat until it's just black. And then once you've got all of it in there that you can fit in, you're going to flush that toilet and just watch it go down. 
and you've got good days a- ahead. You've got good days ahead in this nation. That's what the prophecies are stating. And not just, it's not, these, it almost feels weird saying a prophet, Kim Clement or whatever. This was just a man. I, I tend to use his because I can, and I don't mix them with others because I can establish to you that it would just be, there's no way that he was guessing these things. Well, he's, he's so consistently correct. Yeah. And then number two, you had personal relationship with him and uh, as well as with, with Don A. Clement Petruska. So the, the like Lord, you're, you're woven into this The story. Lord speaks to all of us in different ways. And what he's telling us now is the same thing he said since the beginning. And that's the word to go and take the ground back. And that applies even in the hours of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who said, King, our Lord will save us. But even if he does not, we will not bow. Yeah. And God, when he sees that, bro, these are idiot people that worship Baal and can't even tell a quality lie. That's what you're dealing with. <laughs> I mean, that's a really great perspective and a way to look at it. Cause it's true. You know, you, you look at, and you look at the, the numbskulls that they have as their, as their surrogates. If they win, Pitiful. you deserve to lose. If they win, you deserve to lose. If, if they win, is it because we, we gave up, we didn't show up. We, we turned our back. We didn't, that's one part. Of, I, I consistent. Yeah, so I, I, you know, I, I, I'm yeah, glad Colton ahead. pulled this up. Um, you know, this is the opening. Yeah. I think of the tunnel there by CERN. You know, the 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 ceremony that they had there with with recreating this uh, pan. Um, uh, they had this goat creature that came out, and this thing eventually shows the workers dying to build this thing. But it eventually shows like this. It turns. They start taking their clothes off. You see here more and more, and this this turns into like almost a big recreation of of a of a bale worshiping. Uh, uh, orgy. I forget the name of the. Uh, hey, look at this. I mean, it, it's it's a, it's the, the, it, yeah. Know, it's, here he is. It, it, yeah. And this is this is all these public figures here. It's all the the leaders, world leaders, and uh, senators, and all these people there to celebrate. It's supposed to be a ribbon cutting for the opening of this tunnel. I so so just like back in those times. So I, I you know you know David I j- just like you're reading in. Not, not just the biblical accounts, but a lot of accounts. You have stuff, and I have no idea how it works. Just like a Ouija board. I mean, there's probably nobody listening to your this interview we're doing now that hasn't had experiences where they, they just know something went down that was that was right. out of this world somehow. Yep. Okay? They, they do. So from this level to this level. I, David, it's, it's my very strong, okay, um, opinion that there are things that can just step out of thin air. And I don't know how that works, but I, I, I there's another dimension that we don't deal with. That's very real. That's just yeah, as real as us. That that probably has these folks convinced somehow. I mean, I, I, I believe them that they're, they've had something meet with them and they got, they got so excited that something stepped out of thin air one time that they forgot to ask, Hey man, where do you come from? What are you, really, what are you really <laughs> yeah. doing in the end? And uh, don't worry about that. We'll get to it after this is all over. But how'd you like a sports car? Um, well, let's cue up this 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 cut that you have. That's going to okay. be a part of this documentary. Um, it's a two part series that's going to be coming out, and this is a cut from. Yeah, it. they're already done. These films are free over at God and Earth. So it, it's it's your gift to the world, and it's. It, I think you talked to me before you even began creating these, and like the, the burden you felt of of curating all this and putting together in a timeline. Do you want to play this clip and then maybe yes. do some narration of it on the way out? Maybe yeah. I'll, I'll let you set it up, and then we'll have uh, Colton run it. Yeah, thank you. 
Thank you for that. Uh, well, I, I, well I, for, I hope you enjoy them. I think they're important, and I think the Lord had me put them together. Is there anything specifically you want to say about this cut before we play it? Yeah, yeah, that if you enjoy the films, I'd like you to buy something else from us so we can afford to, because it's how we afford <laughs> to do this. Um, I've been a subscriber I, I, I for years it, to your, your site. I, I think that's how people can be a part, because you'll, you'll get so much value. I, I, th- I think that, that these ones will kind of just speak for themselves. All right. Um, so, yeah, if you want to play them. I'll, All right, let's roll this clip. The wall, this wall being built that will not be completed for a takeover. Already a plan. Iran, you have wicked plans. The clips you just saw come from April 1st of 2015. The clips talk about a wall that would not be completed and a long-term plan, and they lead in with Iran. Crooked Joe Biden just agreed to pay a $6 billion ransom to the Iranian dictatorship in exchange for hostages. This is yet another Biden surrender and a further blistering humiliation of the United States of America to the world stage. But even worse, this decision will be extremely deadly. Biden is giving $6 billion to the world's leading state sponsor of terrorism. Here on the screen behind me is the now infamous Trump border wall. It's not just that terrorism coming through that wall will be discussed. No one could have imagined at that time a wall even being built, much less that a wall would not be completed for, in Kim's words, a takeover. But more than this, going back many years, that wall is all over these prophecies. But I will fool the people, says the Lord. I will fool the people. Yes, I will. God says, the one that is chosen shall go in and they shall say he has hot blood for the spirit of god says yes he may have hot blood but he will bring the walls of protection on this country in a greater way and the economy of this country shall change rapidly says the lord of hosts listen to the word of the lord the film that you are watching is titled deep state the war prophecy i shared with you what i saw now some would and i will be interrogated what else did you see? I cannot tell you publicly what I could see. It would be very dangerous for me. But I saw a lot more and I will reveal that to the right sources. The prophecies that you will hear in this film come from Kim Clement over a variety of time frames before he, before he passed away. These prophecies are provided by House of Destiny Network, the ministry of Jane Clement, Kim Clement's wife, as well as his eldest daughter, Donna Clement Petruska. I'll provide links in the bottom of this video for House of Destiny, and thank you in advance for your support of the work and life of Kim Clement. Okay. I was in a in a um, in a in a hotel. It was the Hyatt Regency. This will spread out because it will happen. Your prayers can minimize the death. It's not going to be like 9-11, but it's going to be such a wake-up call that'll bring the nation to a... This is what I saw, to a place of the feeling of defeat. 
Without further ado, here is the here's the film. As if it isn't almost close to that. And so voices are rising up to speak against patriots, speak against people that have fought for the freedom of this nation. Voices coming from Hollywood to my shame and many other places minimizing and belittling those who have fought. But let's begin to tie this concept that's in the prophecies of the border wall into this other concept that you just heard from April of 2015 about this long-term plan. The wall, there's a wall being built that will not be completed for a takeover. Those are merely the opening clips from our new two-part set over at GodInAnutshell.com titled Deep State. At the point that I'm uploading this clip, both films, at least currently, are available for free at God in a Nutshell. In Frederick, Maryland, I prophesied there is a snake hidden in the capital. God says, I will bring it out. And this exposure shall cause the nation to shake. But God said the shaking is good for America. You're about to embark on a journey that you have never embarked upon before. And from the south of your land and throughout the middle of your country from west and then back to south and east north, they shall say this has never ever happened before in our country and in our culture. I invite you to come watch both full-length movies. I'm Trey Smith of God in a Nutshell. God bless every last one of you and your families on the other side of the screen. Enjoy the films. Our founding fathers evolved the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what am I going to do about my finances? You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how in 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, you could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit. You wow. Could buy the, the jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit. Today, that $20 bill, what's it going to get you? Not much. Maybe the socks, maybe a <laughs> handkerchief, but the one ounce of gold could still buy you the entire suit at any men's store in America. That's the difference. That's what inflation does to your dollar. It's a deflating dollar caused by inflation. Now, today, that's happening faster than ever. You need somebody that you trust that can help get you out of a fake currency and into something that's going to keep you safe. And we know a guy that has two PhDs by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. We have known him for over 25 years, and he's someone we completely trust. You need somebody that you can get a hold of, somebody that's going to be there for you to get back out of it, and then maybe back into the stock market, maybe back into something else when things settle down. But right now is not that time. You need somebody that you trust, 
and somebody you can call and make those worries go away. That's exactly right. So you can go to flyovergold.com, fill out your information for your free consultation, or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You'll be glad you did. Godinnutshell.com. They're going to be available there, possibly on your Rumble channel. So we'll, right, put, we'll have right. a link down below to be able to get that. I'd love for people to go watch that in its full context. And it's a break from what you've done historically, which is kind of more biblical events, ancient history, ancient structures, these kind of things. But I, I think you're like, you know, uh, just stewarding like a little boy, this fish and loaves, like this is in your lap and you see the turmoil in the world. And there's tremendous amount of, I guess, peace. In knowing none of this has caught God by surprise, and in 2015 he was talking about the things that we're dealing with right now and some of the things to come. The, 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 okay, all those prophecies, all of those prophecies that Kim had, that whole patchwork of stuff, I, I promise you when he walked into heaven, he had given what, what the Lord had as the last one for him to give, and then he just stepped out of this place into glory. It, those prophecies were never for... Th- those prophecies were for us, for the people watching and listening to this show right now. And and they weren't meant to be, they weren't meant to be, they, they're, the Lord wanted you to have them. Wow. He wanted you to have them for free. And they, and they, and by the way, they were given in a patchwork like that because just like, so you know about algorithms and, uh, and, and different things like this, or at least some. And, we, and we're living in a world where they do this censor of this and that and the other thing. Well, well, um, the intelligence agency people who he commonly, every time that he ever talked about people that he met with from the, it was almost like he would try to speak, say something kind, but just like, like almost like a disappointment. You, uh, know? Yeah. Kind of, you, you know what I'm stating? Like you're dealing with people that are, hey, you're Nostradamus. We got him in here. We're doing a special project. Sorry. And so, is, but you're, uh, yeah. Is, is there other other cuts of of those guys of in, him? In this? Yeah, no, 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 not cuts of the people, but cuts of him st- stating. Th- Here, here's where I'm going with this: is that you know a set of a set of foolish men, and I hope there were good men in in there in the in the mix of these things too. But I I know there were an awful lot of, you know, it sounds like he dealt with a lot of people that were very foolish, and some of them were in the places where you would want there to be people that were the solidest. Yeah. And 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 it really disapp- it doesn't disappoint me for somebody to be evil. I can understand that. But to be kind of like like almost you know, people say whether well, there's people like us or backwoods. No, the people running the world are like I mean it's like it's like oh my gosh, I mean that you know the hills have eyes kind of thing, you know? It's it's are you serious? These are the people but here's where I'm going with this is that um, those people might see one chunk of something and say, oh, I think he's on this. <laughs> he's a, uh, that chunk connects to the, see, Kim had, the Lord had told him all of it in advance, what, what they were going to, all the plans that the enemy people, not specifically by name, but what they're going to do, how they're going to do it. Right. It even ties into this. I mean, a lot of people have made comparisons between a lot of these, uh, uh, these Q post things and uh, Kim Clement stuff. I mean, if you look at, I never paid attention to any of that Q stuff, but I've got friends that do, and I, st- I still know very little about it now. 
But I can tell you I've had people send over lists of stuff where I will I will read it and I'll look over at the Kim Clement stuff and I will say these things look like they they match pretty, pretty wow. well. And I'll tell you another thing that the Lord said a thing is not without two witnesses of a thing. Now I'm, I'm not I'm going a little further with this than I normally ever would, but I just find it interesting because you've got a lot of things in there that sound an awful lot like whatever these cryptic messages were. And um, uh, and I can promise you the cryptic message writer on this side, whoever that may be, whether it's real, not real, or whatever. Or a group of people or one person or whatever. Whatever, yeah. whatever it is. And I, I think it's better. I haven't really looked at it because it, so I, I could never trust that. If you, yeah, showed, you have no agenda in the process, yeah. No, and if I were to read that set of posts without the Kim Clement stuff, it would make no sense to me. It only makes sense in the context of me being able to say, hmm, it does look like somebody else was posting things with some, you know, the word plan is is used. So trust the plan or whatever, that's the, that's the theme of the Q mm-hmm. thing, right? So repeatedly in the, in the um, those prophecies, he talks about a, a plan. The plan is so brilliant it could only have been given by me. But but the plan is not. Um, I believe you've got a lot of people doing a lot of things that are important that are going to take the victory in the moments it looked least likely. Just like in the Exodus story, mm. Pharaoh's coming in the canyon. You can, you can hear him. But the, Pharaoh's coming in the canyon, and you can hear him. That's a graphic moment yeah yeah but um but the the in the end of all of it uh, the prophecies were not about uh, a q character or a donald trump or any of these dark people or um the purpose of all of it and the lord makes this clear continuously is the plan was so brilliant it could only have been given by me the Lord wants the, He wants everyone to see, just like in that Exodus story. See, fa- these were all Pharaoh's gods. These were his systems. These were what he relied on. He begins the story um, in the Exodus. I've been waiting to do the second part to the Exodus. It's going to be so good. You're going to be so proud. <laughs> you're going to be proud of it. I, I, so right now we're like in a time frame where you're like, dude, I've got an ex, I've got an Exodus film, and people are like. Bro, are we going to even live? You know, are we going to be here after <laughs> yeah, January first? Yeah, all these, these things, these backwoods pedos are going to get us. Go with, ahead. With, with when with the, 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 obviously the amount of time that you spent going through Kim Clement's prophecies yeah. to create a two part series that's yeah. tied to news and current events and Trump speeches and everything else. Yeah. Um, and then you know, you say we all hear from God. You know, Stacy does this prophetic report every single Wednesday where she's gleaning two, three, four, five sometimes words that the people are all saying the same thing, yeah. you know, of what's happening. So with with all of the things that you take in and the circles that you run in and services that you're in and and things that you listen to and all that, what, what do you have to say to the people watching today that are like, oh, I just want to hold on. Oh, the, 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 you know, the, the world's going to hell in a handbasket and, you know, fearful, um, what do you have to say to that person sitting there uh, on their couch right now, watching this on their Roku TV and they're like, man, gripped with fear. And they feel like every, every lever of control has been given over to uh, the dark side. Now, uh, so the number one thing I would, I would, I would tell Christians, right. That are now, hope, hopeless. Right. Right. 
Um, uh, Do you feel hopeless? Well, you need to get, oh, are, 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 these are the best days. So th- th- these are, these are the day you are living in the hours that the prophets on all those pages, including Enoch from that pre-flood world that, that wrote down on pages that probably made it on that boat that we, <laughs> you're looking at the, you're living in the hours that they, they, they dreamed about. That they wow. were looking in their visions and stating the things even in this, what am I even seeing that they dreamed about? And we're standing in those hours. And the Lord is not handing those hours to a group of buffoons. Oh, you Nostradamus. Oh, I think he figured a dark plan out. We got to get him with the, with the cancer gun. Are you serious? No. These hours, the, this is about, all of this is about the Lord's harvest. So all of this dark stuff, and don't get me wrong, you're gonna. So you, you're at right now while we have this interview, you're at the darkest parts of it. So, I mean, it's it's about to get there according to this stuff. So they're gonna do. So the, so, it talks about being at that as a, as a Hyatt. You know, where's, is that is that okay. supposed to be in Chicago? Okay, me, maybe like what's go, that look like? Let me let me walk you through what they're gonna do. Okay, so they they're what, gonna what's go, coming? All right, all right. Here's what's coming. You got okay. So a major four nations are in focus. So you're going to have China. Okay, your superpowers, China, Russia, Saudi Arabia, and Iran. Normally, none of the four of these actually agree with each other very much. They're going to take focus. Well, at least Iran, Russia, Turkey, Syria are going to take focus in the prophecies at Israel. So they're going to go in there. This is going to, this is going to really amp up. This is going to look like six-day war or worse, okay? In this scenario coming. China is going to hit the United States, but betrayal is going to come. Russia is going to betray them. And I figure what Russia is going to do, because Russia, I don't think Russia is as focused on us as the other ones. And the other ones are so blinded by their hatred for the United States that I think Putin's probably going to just think to himself, well, I'd really like to have that oil right there. See, because you can't actually let those two Islamic countries. And I've been stating this for a long time, whether you were China or Russia, the only thing keeping Iran or Saudi Arabia there is the United States. And that includes both of them because we played the world's policemen. Yeah. See, what they're, what they're broadcasting with that Quran through those loudspeakers all day is that Islam is to rule the world. Well, I don't know if either of those countries know while they're tugging a war with each other, China is not Islamic and, and right. neither is Putin. And you're broadcasting your plan to both of them, that Quran, all day long, that if you can get a leg up, you're to take the world over. So do you think either of those countries can let you get that leg up? That's a great point. I, I, I don't, you know, and if I can figure that out, you don't think Putin can or President Xi? And everything I hear from Saudi Arabia is, we are so rich and fat, you know, we are so, oh, you know, what to, and this is a country that hasn't developed, like, all the buildings come from China, all the yachts and stuff they're on, all the women they're together with come from CNN and those yachting websites. <laughs> yeah. And the uh, uh, probably get good deals on those right now, right? And they sit there and they laugh and they chuckle about it and they come over here and they mock at us and buy fancy sports cars and all these things. And it's all real wonderful. And talk about how rich they are and how the other countries are dumb because they're so good at making money and having money. Well, wait a second. That's your money, David. How did they get all that money? Great question. So you go look at old pictures where the United States is pulling up with nuclear submarines to cut oil deals with guys on towels. I I, I don't know why you would do that. My my dad worked at Shell Oil Company, (coughs) 
while, while I was growing up. And, and the, so my understanding was, you know, cause my dad would, you know, shell oil. So you put in oil rigs and well, some of them in Saudi Arabia, along with Exxon and all these others. Mm-hmm. And you can't hire the Saudi Arabians. Well, first of all, they got too many holidays, same things that Putin complains about and many of his things. And I don't think Saudi or Iran really noticed that he's under the cuff stating, you know, little things that you wouldn't want to like cut your ties with the people that protect you and go, Hey, what, Russia, what do you make a deal? What, I mean, you've got too many holidays you're not actually going to hire them even for screwing nuts on bolts. You're going to hire Americans who are going to want five times or better the pay, at least three, two months on or three months on, one month off, right, to go over there and work in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, it's and back to FDR. I mean, that's – that's. It, yeah. And, yeah. It, and, and it's been very uh, – Yeah, why do they, we do that? They've always had uh, – and, and still do, you know, even with what's going on between Israel and, and, and Hamas right now. Hamas leadership all lives in in laps of luxury, yeah. Castles, you know, beautiful homes, plush, you know, uh, they look like kings. It, and everybody under them is is impoverished, yeah. And and you know, uh, they they use they use their own people f- to protect their missiles, you know, as opposed to a country like Israel that uses missiles to protect their people. You know, completely different culture, but making deals with people that that are 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 not using that money to empower and grow up their nation. It's just to enrich the leadership. And most so the poorest people in the world live under the thumb of the richest people in the world. Okay, so these nations, these nations are going to take their focus here at the United States. And in some form or another, you're going to have, just like you started with Osama bin Laden. So this guy was, this was the story. This guy was in a cave. He took out two buildings in New York with a few guys and a set of box cutters. We know this because one of the passports fell from the plane at the yep. time of impact into the hands uh, into the hands of one of our faithful FBI agents. Yeah. On top of that was this, a, that was it, a break for of luck. Right it, there. Well, no, it was good. It was good <laughs> investigative work. I mean, these are these are the these are the quality of people we have right here in the United States. But if that wasn't enough to convince you. The great news is that he was periodically sending VHS tapes from that cave to CNN to make it abundantly clear that he, solely and alone, was the one that came and knocked your towers down and that he was going to do more of it. Yes. And I think he sent these tapes by carrier pigeon, but I can't be certain. <laughs> he did do it. But then you fast forward yeah. and you had ISIS. ISIS was on there, and ISIS would come on with, he started with James Foley, who I took note of was a news reporter that was kind of on his way out. And and, and, and I don't bring this up to belittle anything. I just noticed that we're, you know, um, the, the hostages. So he would have, so the ISIS guys would have hostages on there. They were going to behead them. And Jihadi John would get on and state, I am in Syria. We are in Syria. We hate you from Syria. Hey, guys, did I mention I'm in Syria? Again, Syria. (laughs) We are coming to get you and do more beheadings right here in Syria. Okay, so, um, and I take it to mean that somebody wants a war with Syria. Now, I know this, that the cartels, they tried for so many years to, um, I mean, you can turn off your safe search on any search engine. And find that, I, I don't know, the uh, El Chapo gang. This is the guy that tunneled out of the Mexican prison. He's mm-hmm. got literally hundreds of chainsaw tapes, right, where they cut somebody's head off. They got them down wow. on their knees. Right? They've even got fairly good I mean, so so you know a little about video work. You can go to these. I mean, there's some. when, when we grew up, there was like Faces of Death videos. Uh-huh. 
and they're pretty badly shot. So these guys, in doing video work over the years, I can tell you when somebody's put a little work into it, they've got the lighting right, the sun will be behind them, the chainsaw looks really clean and nice before they, they turn it on. The audio is crisp for both of the guys who are going to tell you they're getting their heads cut off, and you've got hundreds of these. This means they've got a chainsaw and video department at, at the El Chapo cartel for doing these bad World headquarters, yeah. Right. Now, not one of these videos has ever gone to the top of the search results. And they've got hundreds of them. They've been trying a long time. Jihadi John and ISIS, first videotape. Man, they're on the top of every screen, no matter what you typed in. They're right there. And I don't know if that's just a good um, PR department. It's interesting. I don't know if that's... Uh, I don't know if that's you know keyword structuring or something. They, they tagged it. They tagged it better. They, I maybe. think that, it might be. It might be. It, it, it might just be having the right friends and being able to make the right phone calls. And I, and I would guess that that's what it is. Because <clears throat> because boy, it just seemed like Jihadi John was. I mean, boy, what boy? I mean, if he were selling Snickers bars and he never got the hundred million dollars, remember that? So he wanted a hundred million dollars to get the hostage back when it got down to the uh, the Chinaman. Never got the $100 million. So it's almost like all of that. And boy, he had great audio quality and video quality and must have had a good social media team, better than mine. I've been working at it for 10 years. Jihadi John did it like that. Um, and, and better than the cartel. Yeah, yeah. And never got the money. So, I, I mean, Jihadi John was just out. Uh, even the cash he didn't get in the end. So he's being used to, to, to direct people's attention, focus, and control, and... Um, direct your rage yeah at a, at an area to uh basically green light go people you know say let's let's, let's go in and stop this this evil doer so he's this stating either that or i mean either that or it was never about beheading james foley it was the same thing he kept stating over and over did i mention i'm in syria and i'm coming to get you from syria did I tell them Syria? Syria. We're in yeah. Syria. We hate you. So, 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 so how does this... They wanted to go to Syria. Here, next, wh- next terror group. That's what Kim was stating. He was referencing those previous ones and stating they're going to take the best patchwork. I started paying attention to the words of this. They're going to take the best patchwork of the past ones. Basically, the parts of this crap that, that has worked before, right? Put that together to the most exquisite talent organization because that's their business model, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's the business model. Threaten, scare you, come. It's a it's a shakedown. It's a mafia. Yeah, ter- right? terrorism is is you know naturally geared because it's it's unpredictable. It could be right. it could be at your you know uh, building you're in or you know the game you're at or the movie theater you're in or whatever. Like you have no idea, and that 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 unknownness right, creates right, this panicky. Right. right. And so, but notice those all, those both had a techie edge to it. Even the Osama bin Laden guy in the cave or whatever that thing was. Um, uh, you know, he's sending videos to CNN. They're putting it on the, back then there wasn't internet kind of thing like we have now at all. They, they were playing it on the nightly news. He, we got another tape by Carrier Pigeon. We're popping it in. We're, right. Oh, here's what he said. He's coming to get us. Right. Right. He single handedly took down the towers, he's reaffirmed it. So even if you didn't believe the FBI, um, so you'll, you'll have a next one that's going to come. And this time he said they come across your screens and he kept talking about blackouts. So I have a feeling, and he also talked about this new Snowden. So I have a feeling. This is the Kim, the Kim Clint process. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you're going to have terrorism stuff that starts is how I'm imagining this. Some bunch of dirt comes out. I'm guessing this is probably the pedophile tapes. I think, I think what Hillary had on her servers at the house 
was pro I think they all blackmail each other with pedo tapes and snuff clips. Basically, this is what they do. Because he, Trump was the only one that kept stating she lost 33,000 emails, 33,000 emails. It's like, yeah, secret always putting this, word. always putting this out there. So, so this, this, this Snowden comes out. Yeah. Terror group is going to pop. This changes your news, gets everybody scared, changes the subject. Cause, right cause Kim says a Snowden like event is, is happening. It's like highly another embarrassing wave. moments when another yeah. Snowden arises Then the very next words are, and people will become very afraid. We haven't got to China yet. So you got terrorism. You're going to have food shortages cause they're going to shut down the trucking crap. They're going to have blackouts. This will be specific to New York and areas of Chicago, also on the West Coast, but probably sprinkled in places between. They're going to come scare you. They're right here. We're ISIS. We're going to behead you. Probably real ugly, ugly stuff. In the mix of that, they're going to set off a volcano. I don't know which national park, but I believe them. they're going to do it. Some sort of a natural disaster. Oh, like no, specifically a volcano. And then they're going to do an earthquake. Think about that earthquake in Turkey. They had two of them, actually. Neither of them were natural. Everybody knew it. It came right after Erdogan went to the World Economic Forum and said he wasn't going to back Ukraine. Then after the earthquake, he's like, we will back Ukraine. Again. Okay. Sorry. Right, my bad. Right, right. Sorry. My bad. No more. <laughs> no mas, please. Um, so apparently they can do this somehow. Um, then as if all that weren't enough, China's going to hit you. That's the point where Russia, um, bails on them. I think Russia goes to get, goes and gets the oil is what I think he does. Cause I don't think Russia is really wanting to help Islam or wait for the Mahdi or any of these other nice no, things. No, I don't they, think they have a lot of value for I th it. I think he just sort of wants the oil. And, um, and I think also now that the cord is cut from the United States, that Saudi Arabia, particularly Saudi Arabia, think of a of a spoiled rich kid that has walked into a dark end of the street because people in there were like, "We'll give you a better deal," and you know, and they believed it. Like they're, I don't know what they believe. You, you they backstab their. Iran and the Saudis have a lot of money, yeah, but, but they're not necessarily a, a global. Neither one are a global military force. I mean, Iran's got, you know, some, but it's not like any of them have. Air Force, Navy, military. God said that. Okay, so um, God said um, uh, what 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 was what's presented there is that the uh, well, I'll just be blunt with it. That Saudi Arabia it takes the hardest hit of any of them. Suppose Saudi Arabia is going back to camels, and uh, the United States is going to go upwards, and wow. um, that's uh, in in the mix of it. I mean, others, but the, 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 God's not as angry with Russia at all. Russia comes out the best. China comes out fine. Saudi Arabia comes out the worst, and Iran, a bunch of people get freed from the bondage of, 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 of both of those Islamic nations have caused, it's an enormous issue. If you want to believe in Islam, believe in Islam. I've got a lot of very kind people that I know that believe in Islam. I, I don't personally believe in Islam, but, um, but, you don't but I don't go around and enforce what I believe on everybody else. From a practical perspective, any country that I've been to or you've been to, David, where you get around these mosques, they're broadcasting openly that Quran. That Quran says that they're supposed to take over the world. If China were broadcasting all day from buildings they put up here in the United States that they're supposed to come take you over and take over the world, you would be you would immediately take attention that you've got to be leery of China. Yeah. That's exactly what this text is stating, and the people stating it are not stating it like, we're going to win souls for Islam and convince them. No, they're going to do it by force. If you're coming in to convince me the Quran was wonderful and you guys have good food and great tea, I would believe you, man. Let's do some Islam. 
but you're 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 telling me you're, you're literally telling those nations um, that your interpretation of the text is you're going to take them by force, and I promise you that's the way Putin. It, you can't let them get nuclear weapons if you're either country. They're telling you that they're not only will they use them, but their religious belief uh, tells them they have to do it. Right. That's a bad combo. Right. Is, is nukes in a in a in a and then know, if you try to stop them, theology. they've got whole sections on how you deal with that. That you do it anyway. Hey, man, you go, I go. So what? Right? what what's That's, next with uh, with with Israel? Okay. So after all of that, how so, does Israel make out in this? Because right now. All of those nations are kind of gathering together and, and you know, doing little, you know, uh, blood brother vows, you know, that we're going against Israel. Okay, so um, I'm not sure how that one works out. But Israel, what we're going to do, what we're going to begin to do as Christians, as Christians, and this is what I wanted to say earlier. If you want victory in this land, in Israel and anywhere else, you begin to pray for Israel, first of all. You pray for those people. I, I don't... Li- all of the political stuff that says this and that and bite at this one and this one's black and that one's white and this one's and yada, 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 and the list goes on and amongst churches and this one thinks the earth looks like this and that one and we need to go to war. And f- no, all no, the you, division, division, no, division, no, division, division all the little sex. You begin to just say, Lord, I'm going to be in this lane. And it's interesting to look at all the ideas and the things going on and you say, Lord, you just give us power and victory and what we're going for it to do. And the most incredible days that we have ever had, the Lord's going to do that. He hasn't done that. And this is the way that I'm hearing those prophecies, and I'm hearing it that way because that's precisely what's stated. Mm. And some of the best days this nation has ever had since its foundation. This na- And by the way, this na- people talk about the founding fathers and the Freemasons and dark the dark people and sprinkles of dark people they're always there in the middle of everything. Let me tell you what's happening with this nation and what the prophecies state. Here's, here's the summary of all of it. God himself founded this land. That's what he's stating. Wasn't a bunch of witchy people. Wasn't a bunch of people that tell bad lies at their little witch party sex clubs. It was God himself that founded this nation on the highest altars of sacrifice. What he is telling you is that he has not changed his mind. Hmm. And we're about to have the greatest days this land has ever had since its very inception. And to get there, there's a little darkness. And a great cleanup. I think with exposure and cleaning up and then this nation, you know, and come back to what your mom said in that church service about a harvest. Yeah, yeah. The devil, the devil is not the one that gets, he says in there, so there will be tribulation. We know there will be tribulation, and so it will be, and my people will join me. But before that time, there is a great awakening, not just one town and city, but many. Look how I invaded Egypt, invaded with the flood of my spirit. There, there. You've got an awakening happening, and to get there, it's like that scapegoat. So, and Joe Biden, I saw that the other day after we we went and we looked at some things together, you and I, archaeological things, mm-hmm. and um, um, there was this uh, the scapegoat. What you do is you load all of the stuff you don't want on the scapegoat. Mm-hmm. And then you get, and it doesn't matter how this scapegoat gets gotten rid of. That's his point. That's his job. Is he's Azazel the scapegoat? 
you're going to watch the scapegoats. They wanted to make, listen to me on this, because I, 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 it's weird. You know, I heard somebody say off the cuff one time, I can't even remember who or where, but it was somebody I was hanging out with, and they said, you know, they're trying to make Donald Trump the scapegoat. And I don't think they understood the ritual meaning of that. Right. But I thought, oh, my God, that is what they're trying to do. That, that was what they were hoping was they were gonna they were gonna say that he did this and that's all they do all day long. Yeah, is accusing is lie lie lie. Right, that's, they're they're under the anointing of the liar. But he won't be the scapegoat. They're gonna be the scapegoat. And um, man, well, Trey, any, we, anyhow, we covered we covered we covered pre-flood. We covered the flood. We covered uh, some prophecy. Uh, some current events. I would say this has been an incredible conspiracy conversation and uh and and the word conspiracy conversation has kind of become tongue-in-cheek humor kind of like flyover conservatives we're called flyover conservatives because live in these flyover states the people live in new york and la and they kind of fly over and they don't know where all their food comes from and they think everybody that doesn't live in new york and miami and la are are idiots and uh i think i think it's kind of kind of tongue-in-cheek we just embrace it Right, you know, and say there's kind of a value set there that we kind of embrace. And I think a lot of people, even living on the coast, kind of found themselves being like flyover people. Even mm-hmm. in the Democratic Party, they're like, "Hey, we used to fight for free speech. You know, we used to fight for. You know, how did I end up in this space? You know, they kind of have the RFK Jr. out there, and they're like, he kind of sounds like we used to sound. Why? You know, what? Where? What happened? Uh, we sort of embrace that and kind of like conspiracy conversation. Uh, a lot of things uh, have kind of fallen under the umbrella of conspiracy. And I think it's really healthy if we can sit down and have a conversation about it and put them on the table. And uh, hopefully the viewers are going to comment below and they're going to chisel on these things. It's going to be hopefully more of a launching pad to more information for them than it is a, oh, hey, now I know what's going on. I want you guys, you know, uh, Flyover family, go dive into godinanutshell.com. Go to the website, poke at it. Um, watch these uh, these documentaries about tying together Kim Clement's prophecies with the current events and and, and see what... More importantly than your brain getting the data, see what happens in your spirit as you detect, hear, and are exposed to truth. And 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 winnow out what 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 you can handle right now and what makes sense to you, but continue digging and owning this information yourself because uh probably nobody's gonna come and cut it up for you. You need to chew on it, you need to open the words yourself, you need to dig into these things. I think that is what makes this the greatest time to be alive is God's revealing himself and his nature uh, to a hungry people in a very unique way. And that's what it's about. Trey, thank you for taking your time to do this, being right here in the, the top of the space needle, you know, the, 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 the epic Such center of, of flyover conservatives, world headquarters. Uh, appreciate you, you. You taking time to come by here today. Thank you very much for having me, David. It's been such an honor. And thank you, Flyover family, for joining us today. Thank you for being a part of this journey. You know, Trey had a hat on that said, truth is in the journey. And I think in the journey, you know, you're 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 learning and you're you're questioning and you're coming across something you don't understand. And it's that chewing on it process that all of a sudden you get new revelation that you could not have had uh, if maybe there's a direct linear path. Sometimes it's in that struggle of trying to understand something that's that's gray or been hidden or you don't understand or challenges you or maybe makes you angry or frustrated. And, uh, you know, that's that that journey is what we're on together. So we appreciate you. A lot of breakdown 
the news and current events through the lens of conservative Christian values and uh, try to make sense of what's going on this together. But it's not a, hey, we're disseminating the truth. It's a, this is what we know, and let's work together to implement this in our world. And uh, basically a common belief that next year can be better than this year. And together, we're going to work together with the power of God to make it so the world can be crazy, but our world doesn't necessarily have to be. And we can work together to make a difference, to take ground, and to be the difference that really other people are looking for. And uh, we're going to build an army by doing that together of truth tellers that are out there uh, spreading the good news. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, check out flyoverconservatives.com. You can register there for our newsletter. comes out free every single Friday. And uh, hopefully you're joining me again here next Saturday for another Conspiracy Conversation. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.